0: right. BYU Baseball heads back to the diamond.
1: There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the backcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for
0: BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ball. Live coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now to get you ready for the first pitch, Here's Brent Norton.
1: Well, good afternoon, or good morning, BYU baseball fans. Not used to quite the uh, the, the morning call, but we're going to have one here today. Uh, Brent Norton joined joined by Cameron Coughlin as we uh, play the third game of this home opener, BYU versus the Omaha Mavericks. The Cougars uh, dominating in the first two games, winning 8-1 to one and 13-3 to three last night, Cameron. And uh, BYU going the right direction now after playing... Um, uh, arguably, and uh, by several D1 baseballs, the toughest schedule of of anybody in the in the country coming in, and now they finally come home, uh, get things kind of turned around a little bit after a, a tough three-game series at Auburn last week. So uh, great to have you with us,
2: and, and looking forward to a good year this year. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, the Cougars starting out the season playing against some tough competition, kind of getting a gauge on where they're going to be at this year, playing against Auburn, and Auburn, uh, Showed what kind of skill they have down there uh, with some uh, guys who got drafted pretty high coming out of high school. Uh, but it's important for the Cougars to come back home with their first home series here and the new turf and the brand new stadium here on the field and uh, get some wins. And they were able to do that on Thursday and Friday, looking for the sweep today. So it's important for the Cougars, again, to establish what they can do on their home field uh, for this season.
1: Well, it's going to be a lot of fun here today is the uh, beautiful, another beautiful day of uh, of weather for baseball here. Who would believe it the first week of March? But, uh, boy, it's working out really good. Uh, just for an update, uh, Casey Mize, the, the guy we saw last week from uh, Auburn who were, was so, so good through a no-hitter last night against the Northeastern as he won that game 6 to nothing. Wise had 13 strikeouts in the ball game, And I'm telling you, that Auburn team right now ranked 15th. They are undefeated. Uh, an incredible team. And it's going to be interesting to watch those guys as the year goes on. That was a, that was a great experience for this BYU team going yep. down there and in SEC country and and really being competitive in, in two of those three games. I mean, they could have beat Wise. They, they lost to him 4-3, to three, but they were right there with a couple of chances late in that ball game with a couple of big hits, could have won
2: it. Yeah, and that's a credit to Coach Littlewood and his staff. Finding schools are going to be a real challenge and a barometer for them to test themselves against um, going into the season. So uh, they could have scheduled some really easy teams just to get some, get their feet wet and get some experience in coming into the conference season, but they wanted to go out and play the best of the best and see where they stand and know what they need to work on going into conference. So credit to Coach Littlewood. They came off a tough series, but have bounced back here against uh, Omaha and, and looked to finish out with a sweep.
1: Well, the Cougars have got a challenge today. They're going to face uh, Peyton Kenny. All this guy did last uh, Sunday is throw a no-hitter He threw a 140-pitch no-hitter against Ohio, and he wasn't initially scheduled to start this series because of that uh, big pitch count. But I guess after the first couple of games, they decided, hey, let's bring in our guy. And so Peyton Kenny's going to be on the mound, big right-hander, and uh, it should be a great test for this Cougar team.
2: Yeah, and we'll see the approach here that the Cougar hitters uh, try to take against them. I would assume they try to be pretty aggressive um, and put some balls in play and make something happen.
1: All right, we're going to send it uh, to an interview we had with Coach Mike Littlewood, and we'll be back with the uh, uh, first pitch right after the interview. Starting off the home uh, season very well, a couple of pretty dominating wins against, you know, a pretty good team. I mean, you look at their schedule. They've, they've played a very representative schedule, and they've really been in every game except the two you, they, they've played here in Provo. So you've got to be proud of the effort and the way things are going here.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're... – there's some some positive things, some disappointing things. I think our offensive approach needs to get better um It's a good team, but teams in our league are going to be better, uh, even look at the Portlands and the Santa Claras, who are usually at the bottom they're They're a better team than this team that we're playing and Omaha's a good team, I and mean, they you look at their schedule they played everybody within two runs you know so I feel good about um they're tired as well i mean they they were down in Atlanta, then they went to the upper Midwest and they came here, and so we're playing a team that's a little bit tired. I think today. I'm, I'm really looking for Hayden Rogers to kind of get back in the groove after after last week's debacle. Um, we're just trying to throw that out of our memory and get him back on the on the winning track.
1: He's normally a guy. I mean, he's a senior. He's been around forever for you and uh, pretty even-keeled. If there's one guy I think that can turn it around in a hurry, it'd probably be him.
3: Oh, for sure. And In fact, we were getting on the bus or headed, headed to the showers that last weekend in, in Auburn, and I walked to the showers with him, and I just talked to him, and I said what do you think and he goes you know just just one of those perfect storm you know one of those things I let the air get to me to to lead off the game and and then I was throwing pitches off the plate and they were putting them in play and they were hitting them hard and when they didn't hit them hard the the ball it fell for hits and it just was a perfect storm for him in the negative fashion and he'll bounce back I mean he's a guy that three years ago or his freshman year I would have worried that uh, he'll never recover from this because he just he wasn't as mentally tough as he is now and he'll he'll go out there today and be a bulldog and whether he, whether he gives up nine hits and comes out in the fourth or whether he throws seven or eight innings for us like Jordan Wood did a couple uh, d- nights ago, he's going to be the same guy.
1: A couple of starters tonight, uh, Jared Perns gets the call in center and McKay Jacobs in the DH role. Uh, uh, McIntyre struggling a little bit at the plate, so Perns came up, uh, got an opportunity, got a hit last night. Uh, he gets an opportunity.
3: Well, and I think I was really proud of Jarrett Perns how he came. How he we we always talk about you, you need to keep yourself ready because the opportunity will will present itself. And uh, he he doesn't complain. He doesn't say well, when am I going to get in the lineup. He just goes about his business, and I and I really love that. We're probably gaining a little bit, believe it or not, in center field. Jarrett's probably our best outfielder. Um, Mitch is a close second. They're, they can both really really run down the ball. But uh, I was really pleased with the way he went. That's him. Uh, Line drive to right center, line drive to center, that's, that's his game. And he was ready to play. Um, and we look at more approach as, as far as results. Um, you know, Kyle got a couple hits Thursday night, wasn't pretty, um, the approach wasn't great. I didn't, I didn't like his swings, talking about Kyle Dean. And so I thought, let's give McKay a shot and came in there, hit two balls hard, got, a, got his first hit as a Cougar last night. And so we're just going to put him back in there and give him a shot. And uh, I, I still don't think that DH spot is solidified. Jake Brown has, has proven he can do that as well. So that's the one, I think, the one uh, kind of wild card that with, with us right now uh, that's giving me a little bit of anxiety.
1: Brian, Sue uh, just continues his toward hitting six for eight in the series, four RBIs. I mean, the difference from him as a freshman to now is just incredible, how he's built his strength up and able to turn on balls. Uh, pretty exciting for him.
3: Well, and it's pretty exciting for us, too. Um, we talked about it last night after the game. His first year, he probably couldn't have stood at second base and hit the ball out of the park. And he's worked tremendously hard on his body, on his game. He, he's built his confidence, um, which was lacking a, a little bit. Um, but he's a middle infielder playing first base, so we get a plus defender at first. And he offers us some a little bit different than most first basemen. You think of first basemen, they're a big power guy. He can steal bases. He can bunt. Uh, he can hit and run. Um, and you can see he can go up there and swing it now. He's been – we need guys like this to step up that we didn't really count on. We we counted on him being a good, solid player for us, but he's exceeded expectations at this point. We need that.
1: You know, the uh, home season here, very critical for you these next couple of weeks. Tune up for you with Omaha this week. Uh, UVU uh, Tuesday, they beat Mississippi State last night down there and almost got – almost swept. And then uh, uh, LMU and then Gonzaga the next week uh, with Utah sandwich. So – some big, big games coming up. I know you'd like to get some things uh, solidified as far as the DH and some other areas of your team.
3: Well, and the, you know the, the next couple of weeks here are, are huge, um, opening up league, obviously. And then we go to Pepperdine. So uh, March is tough for us. I mean, it, it, it'll make or break us, to be honest with you. And so I, I was talking with our staff earlier this morning. I don't feel totally comfortable with our team right now. We need to get to that point where when we walk out on the field, we feel totally comfortable. Like, we know what's going to happen. We know what we're going to get from from every player. We're looking for better at-bats from David Clawson, and we're looking for more consistency in that center field spot. We're trying to solidify a Friday night starter. And so there's two or three things that are really, really important for a baseball team that we need to get figured out. But um, the one thing is we're, we're pretty good. We can be really good if, if we put some time and effort into getting better.
1: Okay, Coach, hey, good luck uh, today. We'll talk to you on the postgame.
3: Okay, thanks, Brent. All right, back here in Provo,
1: uh, Brent Norton, Cameron Coughlin, as uh, Hayden Rogers taking his final warm-up tosses. We're going to take a 60-second break be back with the opening pitch right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ready for baseball here as Cole Thibodeau steps in against Hayden Rogers. First pitch from Rogers is over for a call strike. Hayden, the left-hander out of Mesa, Arizona, a senior for the BYU Cougars. There's a the ball hit out towards Sue. He's got it on a backhand. He'll shovel the ball to Rogers at first base for out number one. Hayden, a three-year starter for the Cougars, has pretty much been firmly entrenched in that uh, uh, number three starting role and has done a nice job.
2: Yeah, Hayden Rodgers, well-known for just throwing, throwing strikes, attacking the zone, um, working really fast, which really helps his defenders stay in the game mentally, um, and he's a good third starter because you know what you're going to get out of him and you can rely on him.
1: First pitch to Thomas DeBonville is over for a strike. Cougars come in 7 and 6 on the year. Ohio, Ohio, uh, Omaha, four wins and 10 losses. Another pitch, another strike. 0 2 the count. DeBonville, one for eight in the first couple of games, hitting 268. He is a junior. And here is the pitch. That's down low. One ball, two strikes on the air today on BYU Radio and also ESPN 960. Next broadcast will be Tuesday as UVU comes to Provo. And then Loyola Marymount next weekend. Strike three called on the inside corner. So DeBonville caught looking. Two men out. And Grant Sopinchik, the D.H., He was the starter in game one on the mound for the Mavericks. He DH'd yesterday. He was the uh, all-conference DH last year in the Summit League. And he will step in, big right-handed hitter, 6'2", 260, this young man. First pitch inside, ball one.
2: One thing I've always liked, Brent, about Hayden Rogers is the fact that he establishes the inside of the plate early and often. Even if he misses in, He's wanting to show these hitters that he's going to come in. They're not going to be able to extend their hands on anything out over the plate.
1: Ball pitch hit right up the middle, base hit. So up and check with a two out single. And that will bring up uh, Keel Crumweedy. He's the shortstop, he's out of uh, Glasgow, Montana. He's hitting 2.45 as he starts the game today. Well, Cougars won eight to one on Thursday, thirteen to three last night, and back for a morning start here today at Larry Miller Park. And the first pitch outside ball one. Well, Cameron, uh, what do you think of the ballpark? Pretty, pretty nice little renovation.
2: Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. The field looks great. The the wall, the way the the renovations they've done to the outfield wall are fantastic, and it's just a gorgeous setting and uh, it's a great place to play. And uh, especially starting early, early in the season. Um, having the heated field um, underneath in case it snows, I mean, it's just an incredible setup that they have here.
1: Two balls, no strikes now to uh, the shortstop. Rodgers a look to first, and there's a ball hit into left field. Back-to-back hits by Omaha. As Comridi, uh lines one. And uh, that will bring to the plate uh, Braden Rogers, first baseman. Rogers a junior out of Enid Oklahoma he's two for six with an RBI in the first couple of games we talked a little bit on the pregame you know this team uh, four and ten but they they played a very good uh, re- uh, schedule northwestern Kansas Wichita State which is always one of the top baseball schools and they're four and ten coming in today ball is over for a strike look like uh,
2: it got crossed up a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, a strike, and uh, looked like it might have hit off the chest protector of, of the catcher, David Lawson. And, uh, incredibly, the umpire called it a strike. Normally yeah. that did not happen. I was going to
2: say credit to the home plate umpire for sticking with that and calling a strike. Usually if a catcher drops the ball in any scenario, it's just automatically a ball.
1: Here's the 0-1 from Rogers. No, a quick throw to first base. They threw in behind the runner. And checked back in safely. Cougars with Sue at first, Anderson at second, Schneeman the shortstop, and Favaro at third. Kringlin in left, Perns in center, Brock Hale in right field, and David Claussen behind the plate. Strike two called. And Hayden Rogers, who is a two and 2-1 on the year, 4.05 earned run average, on the mound. Cougars always wear their royal blues on Saturday, and Hayden just, you know, as a pitcher, you just kind of get into that uh, routine, and that's right where he wants to be. He started uh, last Friday's game in Auburn due to a, an injury, and uh, that was the game that kind of got away from BYU, just had a hard time throwing strikes. The entire staff, 12 walks in that game. That pitch is outside ball too. Two balls, two strikes to Rodgers with runners at first and second base as Omaha looking to go out on top early here. And the pitch, a little pop-up foul up into the seats.
2: It was a good fastball by Hayden Rodgers coming back inside, getting that ball in on the hands of the hitter Rodgers, Braden Rodgers and not, not allowing him to extend. We'll see if he comes back in, maybe does uh, maybe a hard slider towards his back foot, gets him to bite.
1: Here's Hayden's pitch. Strike three called inside corner. And Omaha with no runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Omaha nothing. The Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Okay, we'll go to the bottom of the first inning. Omaha with two hits, but uh, no runs in their half. And the pitcher for Omaha, big guy, no hitter in his last game, a 4 nothing victory, 140 pitches. Peyton Kenny is on the hill for the Mavericks today, and he will face a, a very form, formidable BYU lineup. Peyton Kenny. On the year, uh, this will be his fourth appearance, his third start. One win, one loss, three point three one earned run average. He's got fourteen strikeouts and sixteen innings, and the first pitch is fouled off for strike one.
2: That's that's what we're seeing early on from the Cougars—an aggressive approach. First pitch, first swing, they're wanting to uh, jump on Peyton Kenny coming off that no hitter.
1: Ball fouled off again. Kenny six four two twenty. He is a senior out of Firth, Nebraska. No balls and two strikes. The count with Schneeman due up next. Pitches is a little bit low. And the count goes to uh, one and two. Over a couple of the scores last night in the conference. Here's the one-two pitch. That's down low for ball two. LMU beat Valparaiso down in L.A. last night, 10-3. UC Irvine uh, beat Portland up in Portland, 3-0. Pepperdine beat uh, Cal State Northridge, 6-1. Pitches up high on the curveball. A couple of big wins. Gonzaga beat Rice down in Houston, 7-5. And uh, Houston beat San Diego. That game also being played down in Houston by a score of 4-3 in 12 innings. Anderson fouls that pitch off. Well, it doesn't look like uh, Kenny. You know, you see him run out there, 6'4", 220, and you think this guy might be able to throw 95, but, you know, mid-80s. Yeah. Not great velocity, but uh,
2: 86-88. We haven't really seen anything good from a breaking ball standpoint up to this point. We'll see if he has one a little bit later in the game. Good job by Brandon Anderson starting out 0-2 and then uh, working the count 3-2, but seeing a lot of pitches here early on.
1: Anderson hammers one, just fouled down the left field line. Brennan just a little ahead of that one, hit it hard. So now we've got a, I think the pitching coach heading out. And they're going to bring the trainer out. And I'm not sure about Ke- Peyton Kenny. I didn't see any. Uh, notice anything, that or maybe he was in a little discomfort, but uh, now the head coach is uh, jogging out. The trainer, the catcher, the home plate umpire. Boy, the Cougars have seen this happen to them twice this year. Riley Gates has gone down with a bad shoulder and also they are going to make a pitching change here. Anyway, Riley Gates uh, is down for the year. The Cougar closer, and also Ryan Brady, who was a very heralded freshman pitcher out of Park City High School, He's done for the year after developing a little elbow issue. So Cougars know exactly what they're talking about here with Kenny, and he is walking back to the dugout, and you can see very disconsolate. We're going to send it back for a two-minute break while the new pitcher warms up and be back with more Cougar Baseball on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher Jake Pennington. And Brendan Anderson rockets one out of here but fouled down the – Left field line. So, unfortunately for the Mavericks, uh, Peyton Kenney, unable to get through the first batter, pointed down to his elbows. He was coming out of the ball game, and Pennington on in relief here early. Pitch to Anderson. That's over for a call. Strike three. One man out. Schneeman steps in.
2: Well, yeah, good at bat by Brandon Anderson. Kind of a weird at bat, having a new pitcher come in with a three-two count. Uh, he saw the first pitch, drove it foul. And then uh, credits Jake Pennington throwing a good pitch on the outside part of the plate for uh, strike three.
1: Daniel Sneeman now steps in, and he takes the first pitch. Over for a call, strike one. Pennington, a freshman out of Hamilton, Ohio. Two wins, a loss on the year. That pitch is up high for a ball, one and one. Pennington working very quickly. Gets the ball, he's set and ready to go. That pitch is inside, ball two. So Pennington, who was uh, originally going to be the guy starting in this ball game, and then he was a late scratch, and they started Kenny. There's a little two-hopper right back to the pitcher. He gets the ball to first for the out. So two men out. And that will bring up uh, Keaton Kringlin. Kringlin three for seven in the series. Kringlin uh, hitting 289 as he steps in here on this uh, Saturday morning contest. And Kringlin pops it up. Center fielder coming in, right fielder coming in. Right fielder's going to call everybody off. Uh, ben Polinski makes the play for the out and that will do it for the Cougars. We're through one no score Omaha and BYU on your BYU New Skin Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck quick oil change, emissions and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Alright back here here is uh, first
1: pitch from Hayden Rogers to Adam Caniglia the catcher from Omaha is grounded out to the second baseman, uh, Brennan Anderson, who makes the play. So one pitch, one out here in the top of the second inning. Tyler Doherty now, the center fielder, steps in. Doherty uh, two for four in the first couple of games, and the first pitch is over for a call strike. Showed bunt, pulled the bat back, and pitch was called a strike. Here's Rodgers. one that's down low. And the not know a ball and a strike. Doherty, a junior out of Chandler, Arizona, 5'10", 180. Hitting 176 on the year. Swinging a miss off speed pitch,
2: 1 and 2. Brent, one of the great things about college athletics in general is just seeing how kids end from, from one part of the country end up at a school that's maybe really far away. You just wonder how they would actually end up there from Arizona to Nebraska.
1: There's a ground ball right to Sue. He's got it. And he'll step on the bag for the out. Yeah, I mean, you look at, uh, uh, we were talking the first couple games, this Omaha team has several um, J.C. kids. Uh, there's a lot, you know, big, a lot of J.C.s back in the Midwest, and so they get a lot of those kids. Uh, Nebraska, good baseball state. First pitch, uh, is up high to Ben Polinski, the right fielder.
2: Brent, does Omaha play in the uh, in the Summit League? And they play in the same stadium as the? No, they don't. No, they it's do not. One. They've
1: got their own stadium. Ball fouled up and out of play. Summit League. Oral Roberts is the pick. Uh, usually a very good baseball program, yeah. and they're in that league. Omaha picked fifth in the preseason in that conference this year. Cougars are picked number one in the West Coast Conference after winning the the last couple. Tied for the regular season crown, then won the tournament last year and got into the NCAA Regionals. Checks his swing, and the ball's fouled up and out of play. You know, the, the new turf here, Cam, is, is really pretty spectacular. I mean, it's uh, it's different levels of turf to to try to uh, make it feel like it's a grass infield, grass outfield. Uh, you know, the dirt portion's a little not quite as high. Ball hit up the middle just up under the glove of Schneeman. That'll be a base hit, third hit by Omaha here in the game, and that will bring Max Gam to the plate.
2: Yeah, Brent, that's actually a good example. That single right there with our field last year would have been an out. Um, because it's all turf, the field's playing a lot faster. So as a defender... You're having to make sure your first step is really solid, your footwork is solid, because that ball is going to be on you. While there might not be any bad hops, the ball is going to get on you a lot faster than it was in the past.
1: Maybe play a step deeper, possibly. First pitch over for a strike to uh, Max Gam.
2: Yeah, definitely some adjustments here. I mean, the Cougars have been playing on it all fall and then um, practicing on it all year. But for teams coming in, it's definitely an adjustment if they play on a natural uh, surface. 0-1
1: 0-1 pitch. That's over for a strike. Two men out, top of the second. No score here, BYU and Omaha. From Larry Miller Field, Cougars won the first two. Eight to 8-1 and 13-3 to three last night. Hayden Rogers, uh, this year, this will be his uh, fourth start. 13 innings pitched, giving up 20 hits, 12 runs foul down the first base side. He has walked three in those 13 innings and has uh, now has uh, seven strikeouts. And here's the 0-2 just off the plate. Darren Fredrickson is the home plate umpire today. Jeff Clough at first, uh, Ruben Candelari at second, and uh, Rob Hanson down at third, and Cameron, if you notice something a little different, West Coast Conference going with four umpires this year. That's great. It's kind of on a temporary basis. The teams can select or elect if they want to do that or not, but next year it goes in to effect uh, full time, and BYU has uh, elected to do that. There were a couple plays last night in the game that might have been questionable without that fourth umpire having a real good look at it. You know, like balls hit right over the bag down the line. We saw one of those right over the third baseline last night, and uh, whenever you have a four-man crew, you're always going to have a guy right on that line.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot less movement of the umpires. Generally, when there's three-man, they have to run to cover certain areas, and if there's a lot less movement from them, they're focusing on the call better.
1: Ball hit to Sneeman. Daniel's got it. He'll throw to Anderson at second for the force, and that will do it. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through. One and a half, no score, Omaha and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Rock Hale steps in for BYU. Hale, Favero Sue, here in the bottom of the second. First pitch from Pennington is a curveball over for a strike. You know, we talked about playing in early March in Provo. Cameron, I think when you were playing... Uh, we didn't do much of that, but since Coach Littlewood's been here, you know they've really uh, started to play early in March, and and with a new field, I think it even makes more sense. Uh, we were looking what the earliest game ever here was the last week of February. That was back in was it two thousand eight or two thousand nine against uh, Portland. And
2: uh, yeah, and I can't even imagine maybe what the scenario for the weather was at that point. Could have been snowing and. Um, obviously, with the natural turf at that point, it was maybe wet. And...
1: One-two pitch ball, drill deep left field. Brock Hale looking up. This ball is well out of the ballpark, up onto the road here, and the Cougars up one to nothing. And I'm telling you, this kid packs some power. His fifth home run, 12th RBI as Brock Hale takes one deep. That was a no-doubter.
2: Uh, Brett, he literally hit that ball into the parking lot of the Marriott Center. I saw somebody pick it up across the street. Um, That ball was absolutely crushed, and uh, it's good to see Brock Hale starting to get his feel back. He started out the season a little slow, but that ball was right down the middle, and uh, no doubt about it, it was out of here quickly.
1: You know, like we talked about in the pregame, Cameron, he hit three balls in Hawaii that would have been in the same location if they'd been playing here, and he got a little frustrated, you know, a little uh, over-swinging a bit. Uh, You know, you could just see him shaking his head, had a bad series over there, but boy, since. Last week at Auburn, he has turned it on. First pitch to uh, Nate Favaro is over for a strike, and now Favaro fouls that one off.
2: Yeah, I remember playing in Hawaii, and it's just a different atmosphere. The ball just doesn't travel. Um, it's humid out there. I think the wind kind of yeah, blows, in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, blows in Yeah, that Manoa missed from left. Yeah, it blows <laughs> in. And really, the, you just got to try to keep the ball on the ground there, and you can hit a ball well and the ball's not going to go anywhere and so it can definitely play some tricks in your mind from a hitting standpoint.
1: Some of the great memories I have of post-game shows is Coach Pullins coming up to the booth after <laughs> he sent the Bronx Bombers up there and they kept hitting it to the wall right. and uh, the Cougars would lose two to one and uh, I'll never forget a couple of those post games. Coach Pullens was fantastic. He yeah. was so upset. Pitches uh, fouled off again one and two.
2: Yeah, you almost have to change the way you play when you go out there. A lot of small ball manufacturing runs because the ball is just not going to travel.
1: And since you played there, they've moved the walls in about 15, 20 feet, and it's still the same thing. Favero hits the ball well. Center fielder going back, looking up. He's at the wall, and that's off the wall. Favero around first base. He's going to hold it second with a long double. So, boy, it's nice to see Nate really starting to drive the ball. Last night he had a triple, and he doubles here in the second inning. Ball carrying well here in yeah. the daylight.
2: Yeah, great swing by Nate Favero, driving the ball to deep center field. Uh, center field did his best to stay on it, but it was just driven over his head.
1: Yeah, Doherty saw it all the way. He, yeah. t- he took off on a dead run, just couldn't get there. 4-0-2 to straightaway center field here in the ballpark in Provo. Kind of interesting uh, with, the, with the renovations. We'll go over that. And the first pitch to Sue is down low, ball one a 14-foot wall from the left field foul pole, which is at 347. It goes right to the power alley at 380. Then it drops to 12 feet from 380 all the way over to the right field, 388-foot mark, and then a 10-foot wall from there over to the 343-foot mark down the, the right field uh, wall. So nothing contiguous in this ballpark. The walls are all different sizes and the, uh, the lengths of the Of The gaps in center field are all different. Gives it a little bit of character as uh, Sue fouls that one off.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, if you're a top uh, player in high school and you want to go to an elite program with elite facilities and uniforms and Nike sponsorship and all that stuff, BYU is the place you want to be. It is just an absolutely gorgeous facility and an elite coaching staff and uh, establishing a winning program.
1: Sue hits the ball hard, shortstop backhands, throws the first. First baseman makes a great play on the dig over there, and Sue hit it hard, but a good play by Kermwidi out there. Rob Sue of a base hit. One man out, and David Claussen now, the Cougar catcher. This is a guy that Cougars, you know, we saw him enough last year to know how well he can square a baseball up, and just, you know, even though his average right now, 286, pretty good, but uh, I know David's frustrated. And uh, and I'm sure you're going to see him get it going. First pitch is down low, ball one.
2: Yeah, the one thing is, I mean, if you're going to start slow, it's better to start slow than start hot and then finish down, right? So um, if he start slow at the beginning of the season, he starts finding his groove, and hopefully you can get hot going into the conference and turn it on to finish things out.
1: 1-0 pitch right up the middle off of the pitcher's leg. Third baseman loves it. And Klaassen is able to beat the throwout. And, boy, right there, Pennington took it off somewhere, and it bounced right over to the third baseman. It was a line shot. And Pennington over, kind of doubled over on the mound. It looks like it might have got went him on the, the left foot or left shin.
2: Yeah, it went off his foot, it looked like, on a, on a shoe.
1: And if that ball hadn't hit him, it would have been through to center field easily for a base hit and probably an RBI. So Claussen just as we talk about him squaring a ball up, boy, he did right there. Yeah. You know when a ball hits a square off a kid when it goes uh, either right back or, or kind of sideways? Well, and the unfortunate f- thing, Claussen almost got thrown out there. That's what I was going
2: to say. If Claussen had gotten thrown out there, he would have been pretty upset. <laughs> but fortunately, he he was able to beat the ball out to first and give the Cougars a first and third scenario here with one out.
1: And McKay Jacobson, the DH, will step in. Pennington going to make a couple of throws here. They've already had one guy go down with an injury after facing less than one batter. You can see he's a little ginger on that left foot, that landing foot out there on the mound. And he's still not sure if he can go. He's thrown two warm-up tosses. Boy, that is so critical. Well, both both your feet, your, your push-off and your uh, land foot. And he's still not sure, I don't think. Now I guess he says, okay, I'm, I'm ready. We'll see how, uh, what that might do to his velocity as McKay, McKay Jacobson will step in with runners at first and third Cougars have scored a run on the home run by Hale.
2: And that ball came off the turf pretty hot and hit him, I think, just off one bounce. And again, with the turf coming in, those balls are, are, are jumping off the bat and not slowing down. So um, he caught that one pretty square. Definitely almost, off but, the left foot. You can yeah. see him
1: kind of tapping it around out there. So Jacobson DHing today. And the first pitch to McKay, ball hit out toward the second baseman. Could be two on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play, 4-6-3. Cougars retired in the inning. One run on three base hits. There were no errors, and no one left on base. We are through two complete. Cougars one, and the Mavericks nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
3: Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Top of the order for Omaha, Thibodeau, Debenville, and Suponchik. Here in the third inning, Cougars lead 1-0 on the strength of the solo home run by Brock kale And the first pitch is down low, ball one, to Thibodeau. He uh, grounded out to Brian suett first base, his first time up. Pitch is down low, ball two. Both teams with three base hits through the first couple of innings. As the Cougars looking for the sweep here today, pitches outside ball three. BYU, as we'd mentioned, Cam, uh, boy, just a daunting schedule early here in the conference. It starts next week. When LMU comes to town, a four-pitch walk to Thibodeau. LMU, Gonzaga, and then down to Pepperdine. So Cougars are going to know a lot about themselves after those first three weeks, and especially with two of them at home. Fortunately for them, uh, this year, uh, you know, there's nine series every year. So one year you're going to have five home series. The next year you're going to have four. Last year they had four. This year they've got five. So they are the preseason pick. But they've got to get off to a good start. Still kind of some question marks in center field for BYU. Uh, DH still a little bit up for grabs. And with the injuries on, in the in the pitching staff losing the closer gates and, and Brady, who was supposed to be the uh, number two starter, you know, they've uh, still got some question marks.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, though, the Cougars have faced these kind of challenges every season with injuries and uh, tough schedules. So um, they're kind of accustomed to that. This coaching staff is really good at making adjustments. So they'll find the pieces that need to fit. Um, to put them on the path to, to try to win this uh, conference championship again.
1: Debenville swings and misses at the first pitch. Now uh, Here's the 0-1. There goes the runner. Here comes the throw down, and they're going to get him. Good throw there by Claussen and Thibodeau, who's got good speed. Boy, Claussen, I'll tell you, when he gets a, a pitch to handle, I don't know if there's anybody quicker to uh, second base than uh, David Claussen behind the plate. Very quick release and a very good arm.
2: Yeah, it was a fastball that was out over the plate, arm side for David Clawson, and I mean, he has a cannon and uh, was able to throw him out pretty easily.
1: There's a liner into right center field. That ball's going to be in the gap for extra bases. Debenville will hold at second base with a one-out double.
2: And Brent, I can't tell you how often that happens. You've seen it. You've been doing games for 25 years. Whenever a guy gets thrown out stealing, it's almost 90% or more the next guy gets a hit, at least a single or a double or something where that guy would have scored easily, and so as the base stealer, you're frustrated as the coach you're like, man, why did I give him the green light and why did I let him steal, you're second guessing everything uh, it seems to happen f- very frequently in my experience So
1: That's a game of baseball, right? Yeah. Grant and check now steps any single his first time up, runner at second base with one man out here in the third inning pitch from Rodgers is up high, ball one Cougars on the strength of uh, Brock Hale's fifth home run in the last inning lead this one one to nothing. Good crowd on hand on a be- beautiful sunny day here in Provo. Checked his swing, foul tips it. And the count goes to a ball on a strike when the Cougars, uh, well, when we all flew in last Sunday from Atlanta. Big, heavy snowstorm. Boy, and then then you look at today and you wonder, man, could that that have really happened? 10, 12 inches of snow here in Provo in this uh, field, and looks absolutely uh, gorgeous. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Ball grounded foul. Yeah, this field uh, is supposed to be able to drain 19 inches an hour off it and melt, I think, 6 inches of snow. Wow. So, uh, first one of its kind. So, there's bound to be maybe a few little challenges challenges <laughs> and quirks. But, uh, yeah. boy, you'd never know it this weekend. One and two. So, up and check steps back in. Here's Rogers looking at second. Now he rocks and fires, and that pitch is fouled up into the uh, bleachers here down the first base side.
2: Brent, this is a good turnout. Saturday, first home series. We have a really good crowd here today. So, uh you know, all the fan, Cougar fans are catching the uh, baseball mania here early in the spring, ready for the Cougars to win another conference title.
1: Yeah, a little brunch at the ballpark, 11 a.m. start, a little earlier than normal. Here's a ball hit down to Favero. He'll look the runner back at second. Throw to first for the out. Two men down. And Braden Rogers, who struck out his first time up there, will come up. Yeah, usually we're used to 1 o'clock starts. I think Omaha had a little bit of an early flight out of Salt Lake. So uh, Cougars moved the game time up to 11. And when you saw that initially on the schedule, March 9th at 11, you thought, ooh, might be a little cool. I'd but be cold. Uh, and, uh, turned out great. Uh, yeah. Rogers, right-handed hitter, steps in. First pitch just off the plate for ball one. Check, that's, uh, that's Kramwiedi that's at the plate. So he's got a one-ball strike at one count, and now a swing and a miss, one and one. Came back with a straight change and uh, a swing and a miss. Kramweedy singled his first time up there. Potential tying run on in scoring position at second base for the Mavericks. And here is Rogers' pitch. That's off the plate for ball two. Very little breeze blowing in Provo. If there's any, it's blowing out a little bit toward left center. But we saw Hales' ball hit, and also Favero' ball seems to be jumping a little bit here in the sunshine. Pitch is over for a strike. Two and two, the count. Of course. Uh, BYU head coach Mike Littlewood, assisted by Trent Pratt, Brent Herring, Jeremy Thomas, uh, Tuckett Slade Director of Baseball, doing a good job, really. uh, This Cougar team playing well as they have the last uh, few years under Coach uh, Littlewood. Pitches outside, ball three. This year's team has eight married players, four recently returned missionaries, uh, six currently on missions who are Signed and under, will be back. And then uh, 16 return missionaries on this team. 3-2 pitch. That pitch is down low. Ball four. Runner's going to try to advance to third base, and he's thrown out. Boy, a bang bang play at third base is Debenville. Ball got away from Clausen. He tried to move up a bag and couldn't make it. Good heads up play there by the catcher David Clausen. So in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We are through two and a half, one-nothing Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here at Larry Miller Field, Cougars lead one to nothing as we go to the bottom of the third inning. Good heads-up play right there by David Lawson as the runner ball got away from him on the on the uh, fourth ball. Right. And uh, runner not really smart, trying to move up, and Klassen again with that gun threw it a couple of runners out in that inning. First pitch to uh, Jarrett Perns, the center fielder for the Cougars, first time up for Jarrett. He's a transfer out of a college of Southern Nevada. There's a pitch that's down low. He can really run. Mike Littlewood said he's the best defensive outfielder on the team. And he got a couple of at-bats last night. Pitch to Perns is well outside for a ball.
2: Well, those are two great combinations, a guy that can run and good defensive outfielder. That's what you're looking for in your outfield. And if he can uh, figure out a way to get on base here, it'll be a good threat for the Cougars.
1: Ball hit well, left field, base hit for Perns. Well, it's all about opportunity, and Perns uh, has swung the bat well. Since getting some at-bats, you know, it seems like the Cougars are really kind of focusing on that Las Vegas area. I know they've signed a couple of kids next year out of Vegas in a way, and Pern's both out of College of Southern Nevada, which is a a dynamic baseball school. Great J.C.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good talent down there, a lot of good experience. Kids from all over go to Vegas to play high school and junior college baseball.
1: Brennan Anderson steps in, first pitch down, low ball one.
2: We'll see if Pern's uh, what he can do here on the base path. See if he can be aggressive here and uh, get in scoring position.
1: Yeah, Perns really hasn't been on the be- pass enough to even attempt a stolen base, so we'll see what he can do here. Ball is fouled off. I think McIntyre, the guy that had been getting the most of the starts in center, probably has a little better speed than Perns, but Perns a little maybe a little better read on the baseball off the bat. Although they're both really, really good defensive players.
2: Jake Pennington, the Omaha pitcher, here, looks pretty quick to the plate. Slide stepping, which makes it difficult to get a good jump.
1: One ball, one strike. Pitch is down
2: low. Yeah, he's probably about a 1-1 to the plate, which is very fast and almost gives you no chance to get going towards second to try to steal. If the catcher's just even average with his arm, generally if you're a above-average runner, you still have a chance of getting thrown out, so... Maybe look for a hit-and-run opportunity here, something to that effect.
1: Pitch to Anderson, hit up the middle, second baseman, goes over under the glove. Perns is going to move on to third base, and Anderson's going to move up to second base as the throw comes in. So a mistake right there by Omaha. Doherty, the center fielder, should hit his cutoff man. Runners at second and third, nobody out. And Schneeman coming up.
2: Heads-up play there by Brendan Anderson. Hits a single up the middle and then reads the throw from the center fielder fielder trying to get uh, Perns out at third. He had no chance at third to even th- throw Perns out. And uh, Anderson was heads up and took advantage of that throw. And now we have runners on second and third with no outs. And uh, Daniel Schneeman up looking to take advantage.
1: So Schneeman steps in. First pitch down low, ball one. We talked a little about uh, Mize, the young man from Auburn, who was so dynamic last week against BYU. threw a no-hitter last night against uh, Northeastern. He was one air away from a perfect ball game through a, a no-hitter. They won 6 to nothing. Sneeman hammers one into the center field. Base hit. A hold to Anderson at third base. So Sneeman with an RBI single for Daniel. That's his uh, fourth hit of the series. And that will bring to the plate uh, Keaton Kringlin.
2: Great piece of hitting by uh, Daniel Sneeman there, taking the ball right back up the middle. And one thing I wanted to note... Uh, take a look at my first time seeing a game here with the new turf. Is one thing you'll see when, with singles up the middle or balls hit to the outfield. It's a lot less chance of scoring runners from second base because the balls getting into the outfielders a lot quicker than it would be in the past. So um, you're going to see runners on second and third. A ball hit well to se- center field or any of the outfield positions, and Coach Little was going to have to hold that runner at third uh, to make sure he doesn't get thrown out.
1: In your pro career, playing on the turf, you probably didn't play on as much turf as we see today, but. Right. How did you differ? I mean, you just knew you were going to get a good hop. Yeah,
2: good hop. But, again, I, I was as a, conscious. As a runner,
1: you always thought of that too, yeah. right?
2: and I was conscious about the fact of moving my feet in the infield a little bit quicker on a ground ball because it was going to get on me faster. It wasn't going to be a bad hop, but I had to be ready for it. Also, bunting. I mean, the ball is going to go a lot faster and get to the place a lot, a lot faster when I was looking to put down a bunt. So, you know, just adjusting the game a little bit.
1: Kringland steps in. Kringland cranks one deep right center field. Center fielder going over. He'll make the play. Anderson will score easily from second base. So a sacrifice fly by Kringland scores the Cougars' third run. As Anderson easily scores from third. One man out, runner at first base, and uh, Brock Hale up. Cougars with one in the second, two in the third. Cougars on three runs on six base hits last uh, night in the ball game. They scored in every inning but the third and fourth. A bunch of twos and threes on the board for the Cougars, and they got to 13 total runs. Hale with one man out, steps in. Big swing and a miss. Hale's got the just a simple swing, a quick little load, and not a whole lot of activity or movement in that swing.
2: Yeah, he's got really good extension. He's short to the ball and long through it. Um, He gets great extension on the ball when he makes contact.
1: Here's the 0-1. That's down low. Doesn't hurt that he's uh, built pretty well. Six foot, about 205. Yeah. Big set of shoulders and legs.
2: Yeah, you don't have to do much moving when you have that kind of frame.
1: You know, we were talking earlier, still a mystery how this kid slipped through the draft last year. Coach Littlewood, I think, well, I was for sure he was gone. Didn't even get drafted. it's just uh, hit three ninety five last year, and you saw him the whole year. I mean, yeah. you, you played pro ball for six, seven years. Do you see anything? No, <laughs> I don't see
2: anything why he shouldn't be playing in the pros right now.
1: Pitches outside. Well, it was a. I mean, he's a, a blessing for the Cougars that he yeah. came back. But uh,
2: but he can run. He's got a good frame, as you said. He plays outfield. I don't think he's got a great arm, but he doesn't have a bad arm. But he, I mean, he's got a lot of power. Hits for average. I mean, you know that translates over to the next level.
1: Three balls and a strike. That pitch is up high. You can see kind of pitching him around a little, around him a little bit. As Pennington remembers that long home run that Brock Hale hit, a walk, runners at first and second base for Favero. Nate doubled his only time up in the ball game.
2: Yeah, I think if I had had a, a pitch hit off me that hadn't landed yet, I'd probably be pitching around him as well. And um, that's what uh, Brock Hill did his last at bat. And Nate Favaro also hit the ball really hard his last at bat over the center fielder's heads for a double. So see what we can do here with runners on first and second.
1: One man out. Pitch to Favaro is down low. I keep wanting to say hits in the dirt. You know, <laughs> hits it, on the I guess I pellets. should I should say that. Just hits in the dirt. But yeah. even though there's not a, a speck of dirt out there on this field.
2: I think it still qualifies as dirt technically. But
1: It's a brown turf, so we'll call it dirt if that's all right with everyone. Here's the 1-0 pitch, Favero, right field, base hit, line drive. Schneeman kind of had to hold at second base to make sure it got past the second baseman, so Favero, two for two. Bases are loaded for BYU and Brian Sue, and that's going to be it for Pennington. They're going to make a pitching change. We'll take a two-minute break and be back with more Cougar baseball on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Malik Moore, left-hander, in for Omaha. He will face Brian Sue. Base is loaded, one man out. Cougars have already put two across. First pitch is over for a call strike one. You look at Malik Moore. He's got an ERA of seven. He's thrown eight innings, giving up uh, 12 hits, but also has 11 strikeouts in those eight innings. As Sue hits this ball pretty well, center fielder going back a couple of steps. He'll make the play. Runners will advance the runner from third scores. And Brock Hill from second advances to third. So, Sue, very productive with a sacrifice fly. Puts the third one on the board in the inning. Cougars now lead four to nothing.
2: Now, yeah, Brent, listening to uh, Coach Littlewood in your pregame interview that you did with him, talking about Brian Sue, it's great to see a guy like that develop. And as Coach Littlewood said, he, freshman year, he couldn't hit one over the fence standing at second base. And to see him develop physically and his skills develop and come out here and be productive has been fun.
1: David Claussen steps in, first pitch curve, ball over for a strike. Well, I remember Sue as a freshman. He was a dynamic defensive player, third base. They slotted him in. He was the the starter game one. And then, as Brian said, on the air last night, he just struggled offensively, lost his confidence. And he said he just wasn't very strong at that point, but he's gotten in the weight room, and he just transformed himself into a guy that can drive the ball. A ball and a strike now on Claussen. Here's Moore's pitch. Clawson takes that one inside.
2: You know, along with all that physical work that also gives you the confidence mentally to come out and feel like you belong and that you can perform and do those kind of things. Sometimes it takes a year or two years to be able to do that, and in Brian's case, that's what happened. But it's fun to be able to see him develop and now get to a place where he feels confident.
1: 2-1 pitch is fouled off. You know, he's he's considered a plus-plus defender, third baseman. He tore his labrum last year, and... uh, so now you watch him throw everything sidearm, so they moved him over to first base, so it's, it's nice to be able to have that kind of defensive player along yeah. with you know, the way he's swinging the bat right now. 2-2 pitch. That hits Clawson. Came in a curveball, just got away from Moore. So Clawson's hit by a pitch. Base is loaded again for the Cougars and McKay Jacobson. No, they're going to have to send Casey Jacobson. His brother's going to come up and pinch hit for McKay. With the left-hander on the hill, they they go to Jacobson.
2: At least they're keeping it in the family.
1: Casey, McKay, Jacobson, brothers. McKay, uh, Casey is uh, where's number 16, normally a third baseman for BYU. Again, a very good defender. And has uh, swung the bat decently this year for BYU and uh, limited at bats. Casey hitting 15 at-bats, five hits. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. Does have an RBI. As he's had to four starts this year, this will be his sixth game that he's appeared in. 1-0 pitch, that's over the outside corner for a strike. So Cougars with one in the second. They've come back with three more so far, here in the third inning, they've banged out seven base hits, and that one gets away from Malik Moore way outside for ball two. Moore again, not much of a power pitcher, just kind of relies on the uh, breaking stuff. It's two-one. Jacobson fouls it off. Two balls and two strikes account. This is the number nine hitter to come up in the uh, lineup in this inning. Cougars would love to get a base hit here and get a little bit of distance between them and the Mavericks here early in the ballgame. Pitch to Jacobson. He swings, misses, gets away from the catcher. Catcher up with it, and he'll step on the plate for the out as the runner was coming in from third base. So Jacobson strikes out to end the inning. Cougars with three runs. They got those three runs on one, two, three base hits. There were no errors, and three big runners left on base. Worth their three complete. Cougars four, Omaha nothing on your BYU Baseball radio network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: Cougars lead four to nothing as we go to the fourth inning. Hayden Rogers through three innings, giving up uh, no runs on four base hit. There's a the ball hit out to Sneeman, Sneeman in the hole. Throw to first in time. Great play by the junior shortstop, uh, Daniel Sneeman. One man out on one pitch, and that will bring up uh, Adam Caniglia. Caniglia. Grounded out to Brennan Anderson, his first time up. And the first pitch is over for a call, strike one. You know, this is the kind of thing you would expect out of Hayden. Bounce back well after the Auburn game. You know, not overpowering. But like you said, there's not too many guys that maybe top out 85, 86 that are willing to come in on your hands. And and I think the first three or four innings, you can see the surprise yep. and shock on this Omaha team that he is, is willing to to kind of bust you inside. Like you said, that's really what you like about him, swinging a miss.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think m- most pitchers in college aren't willing to challenge inside. They're afraid of that metal bat and guys getting their hands extended. And Hayden established that early. He's done that for his, his whole career, and he's gotten better at it each year. Um, and that's what makes him such a special pitcher. He doesn't overpower anyone, but um, he'll bust those guys in and, and uh, make it hard to extend.
1: One-two pitch lined into left field, fifth hit by Omaha. So a one-out single, and Tyler Doherty, the center fielder, will come up.
2: And Brent, I think that's what makes Hayden a good third starter, a third-day starter, is that, you know, he's just going to pound the strike zone. He's going to go out there do what he needs to do. He's going to be consistent. Um, and, uh, you know, and he's someone who's, they can rely on. He's a reliable pitcher for him.
1: Doherty steps in. First pitch down. Well, the Cougars looking for that second-day starter. And, and uh, you know, last night kind of had a couple of aud- auditions. Alex uh, Peron uh, threw four innings, gave up two runs on two hits, and uh, looked good. He's a transfer out of a CSI. He was an original commit to University of San Diego. There's a ball hit right up the middle, base hit right through the legs of Hayden Rogers. So back-to-back hits. He went to San Diego, did not like it, transferred to College of Southern Idaho, J.C., and then committed to Pepperdine. Huh. Uh, Coach Littlewood went up to to scout another player, saw Perrone pitching, and they said, no, he's already committed to Pepperdine. So he said, I did talk to him, but kind of backed off. And then Perrone just said, hey, I called him and said, hey, I, I can't afford Pepperdine. I, I'd really like to come play for BYU. Great. So, he, you know, he throws 91-92 and uh, threw well last night. Pitch is fouled up and out of play by Ben Polinski, And then uh, Cougars last night brought Blake in away and he threw four innings, got the win. Gave up four hits, only one run. And he was a closer for College of Southern Nevada last year. He walked on here at BYU. His father played at BYU. And uh, he came out and looked good. He could also get a look at maybe that number two-day starter. Uh, both those kids J.C. kids, so they're well-seasoned. No balls and a strike to Polenski. He is one for one on the day. There's a base hit into center field. Three consecutive hits. Runner will score from second base. So three consecutive hits by the Mavericks. Uh, put a run across. As Caniglia scores. Doherty moves up to second base.
2: Now, Brent, to your point earlier, um, you know, Hayden Rodgers, when he doesn't hit that inside part of the plate, he's only thrown 85 to 86, maybe topping out 87 on some, some pitches. When that ball's out over the plate, it's a lot easier to hit. In the last few um, base hits that have come across from Omaha, the pitch has been out over the plate. He hasn't been getting under the hands of those hitters, and it's been a lot easier to extend on, and that's why they've been hitting the ball hard.
1: Both teams now with seven base hits, and the Cougars with uh, some bullpen action. Looks like uh, Zimmerman for BYU. Drew Zimmerman, he's a freshman, Lehigh High School product, uh, and he's looked really good for the Cougars this year.
2: And one thing that Hayden's been good at historically is getting out of these kind of things. He'll give up a few hits and get in a jam, but then he finds a way to get out. And generally it's because he reestablished that inside part of the plate and get a, get a ground ball and induce a double play ball or get out of an inning.
1: Max Gam will step in. A little looper. Anderson going out. He's not going to get there. It drops in. And the Mavericks are going to have bases loaded on four consecutive hits. Boy, you could see that one just over the head of Anderson.
2: Yeah, just right off the end of the bat.
1: Perns had no chance to get to it. So one man out, bases loaded, top of the order. Thibodeau comes to the plate. He has grounded out and walked in the inning and Zimmerman really starting to heat it up for BYU in the bullpen. They got a new bullpen out there. Uh, two, of th- Three mounds. Two of them are off the turf like here at BYU and then there's one dirt mound. They also have a real cool little bunning station out there. Curveball drops in for a strike. That's part of the renovation that's happened here in the last uh, few months since the end of uh, last season. Here's the 0-1 just off the plate. One ball and one strike. Well, the Mavericks have now at, hit the Cougars 8-7. to And I know if there's one frustration that Coach uh, little, Littlewood's feeling, he calls a little anxiety is, Cougars have just left so many guys on base. Base is loaded last inning, and a a strikeout ended it. They've had some opportunities to really break this game open. There's a little looper. Kringlin in left will make the catch. Runner from third base will score. So 4-2 to on the sacrifice fly as uh, Doherty scores from third. And Thibodeau picks up his uh, seventh RBI of the year. And... Thomas Debenville will come up. He has struck out and doubled, and I think that might be it for Hayden Rogers. Yeah, they've made the call. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with uh, more Cougar baseball action on Uniskin BYU Sports Network. Zimmerman, the young freshman at Lehigh High School, on for the Cougars. Two men out. Runners at first and second base. Omaha has bounced back with two here in the fourth. And he will face uh, Thomas Debenville, who has uh, struck out and doubled in the game. And the first pitch from Zimmerman is over for a call strike. Devonville, six RBIs on the year, 268 average. And the pitch is down low in the dirt. Good job by Claussen to knock that one down, keep it in front of him. BYU with one in the second, three in the third, and uh, Omaha's bounced back with two here in the fourth. Next game here, 6 o'clock Tuesday night, UVU against the Cougars. And the next weekend, LMU, big uh, conference series, first of the year. LMU and Gonzaga the next two weeks. They're the two teams that shared the regular season title with BYU. And then the Cougars uh, went through the conference tournament, won that, and got the NCAA bid. Pitches uh, down low for ball two. Soma Omaha team, 16 straight uh, games on the road before getting back home. Cougars can certainly know what they're going through. as That's the same way it is here in Provo. It's cold weather baseball schools. That's just part of the deal. Here's a 2-1. Zimmerman takes his pitches inside for a ball. Zimmerman's first home game. He know he's got to be pretty amped up. This kind of crowd. He's probably got a lot of family and friends in the stands. And the three-one pitch is swinging a miss. Three and two.
2: Yeah, and for Zimmerman being a freshman, as you said, maybe feeling a little bit extra uh, excitement. But uh, we'll see if he can work out of this jam here. Three-two and uh, two outs, two runners on.
1: Here's the pitch. Ball hit right back to Zimmerman. He's got it on one hop. He'll shovel the ball to Sue at first base. And Omaha's retired. They got two runs on four base hits. No errors. Two runners left. We are through three and a half. 4-2 BYU over Omaha on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. (laughs) Bottom of the fourth we go. Jarrett Pern steps in. Cougars leading 4-2. First pitch to Perns is down low, ball
2: one. BYU baseball
1: on BYU Radio and also ESPN 960 throughout the year. Had a couple little conflicts here with basketball over the last week or so, but that's coming to an end. And so uh, be able to listen to us on both those, also all of the apps, uh, the BYU Radio app. Download that on your phone. You can listen. Good, clear signal. Also get... uh, any replays of any games, go to byuradio.org and type in uh, shows and go to BYU Baseball, and you can listen to any of the Hawaii games or the Auburn games from last week and any of these games. So uh, uh, great service, and uh, hopefully fans will appreciate all the time and effort put into this. Two balls, two strikes, the count to Perns. Burns fouls one down the right field line. Right fielder coming over and that ball will uh, be foul.
2: Yeah, one thing we've seen from Malik Moore today, Brent, is he's just working away, 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 soft away. Um, he's, you know, in the mid-80s with his fastball, but he, he rarely comes in unless it's going to be a hard slider down in under the hands, which we saw him get Casey Jacobson on, but he's been change-up fastball away here against uh, Perns.
1: There's a base hit up the middle. Perns, another base hit. He's two for two. So Jarrett Burns taking advantage of the opportunity, swinging the bat well.
2: Yeah, and that's an important part, being the nine-hitter and starting off an inning, being able to start it out, get a base hit or getting a walk in on base somehow. It really gets things going for the top of the lineup, and especially he has some speed he can score on something hitting the gaps.
1: A leadoff single, and that brings the top of the order. Brennan Anderson to the plate. Brennan takes the first pitch outside, ball one. Coopers had bases loaded in the third. Only pushed three across after sending nine to the plate. Really had an opportunity to put up a, a real crooked number and just couldn't do it. Pitch outside, ball two. Other games today, uh, Gonzaga is playing at Rice in a doubleheader. Pacific's at Indiana, San Diego's at Houston. Xavier is at San Francisco. That's also a doubleheader. Pitches is over for a strike. St. Mary's is at Washington State. Santa Clara at Sacramento State. Northridge at Pepperdine. Irvine at Portland. And Valparaiso at LMU. 2-1. and one. Pitch to Anderson. Ball looped into left field. That ball is going to be in for a base hit. Burns around second base. Here goes Anderson. He's trying to do- leg like that into a double, and he does. Boy, he was out of the box going hard. And he could, he could field double and
2: he got it. Yeah, with the outfielders playing really deep here with the, with the turf, and that ball hit a little bit to the left fielder's left. Uh, Brandon Anderson out of the box was going too. And real aggressive play by Brennan. Great job, heads up, knew he was going to get it. And Cougars have something going here with Schneeman coming up second and third and no outs.
1: Daniel steps in. First pitch over for a strike. Sneeman won for two today. He's got four hits in nine at bats in the series with four RBIs. Very productive three games for Daniel Sneeman and been excellent defensively. There's a ball hit up the middle, base hit right over the bag. Anderson from second base will score. Pern scores easily, and the score now six to two as the Cougars three consecutive hits to start the fourth inning off.
2: Yeah, Brent, I've been really impressed with the approach today by BYU. They're just hitting balls hard up the middle, um, a bat after a bat. They've had a home run, a couple other things they've driven in the outfield, but a lot of stuff has been up the middle with a really good approach and uh looks like have a conference at the mound here for Omaha. It's the
1: pitching coach. He normally doesn't make the changes. He's out to talk with uh, Malik Moore. With the uh, two RBIs, uh, Sneeman now has 11 on the year. He's at first base as the Cougars have come out with uh, three consecutive hits, and Kringlin will be the hitter as soon as the conference on the mound uh, gets over with. He's brought the entire infield in, and they're going to stay with Moore here in this situation.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's a right-handed hitter with a guy throwing – Um, 85, 86 miles an hour, not throwing too hard. Um, You kind of, as a hitter, especially right-hand here, you want to get out in front and try to drive that ball and pull it. But the Cougars have had a great approach keeping everything up the middle. If uh, Keaton Kringlin can do the same thing and just look for something out over the plate, up the middle, and towards right center, I think he'll have a successful bat. Kringlin
1: steps in. He swings and misses at the first pitch. Spencer Kulawine is up, throwing. He is a freshman left-hander for Omaha. Pitch to Kringlin drops in. Looked like a straight change there at his knees and the count 0-2. Cougars up 6-2 as we are in the bottom of the fourth. Keaton takes that one outside for a ball. Cougar six runs on ten hits and through just three-plus innings. They have come out and swung the bats really well here today. And here's the one-two. Little loop. One hopper back to the pitcher. On to short for one. The return to first. Not in time. Kringlin just beat the throw at uh, first base. So Kringland not in the fielder's choice. Pitcher made the good throw to the shortstop who was covering at second to eliminate uh, Schneeman, and that will bring Brock Hill to the plate.
2: Yeah, that was a really good play by Malik Moore. He got it. it wasn't hit very hard. He had to charge the ball and turn to throw to second. It was a real athletic play. Uh, you know, had good heads up by Malik Moore.
1: First pitch to Brock Hill's is outside. Ball one. Brock has homered and walked in the ball game. Solo shot that uh, got things started for the Cougars in the second inning. The one ball pitches outside for ball two.
2: They're just going to keep pitching away um, and expanding the zone against Brock here. They don't want him to be able to connect on anything in. We'll see if Brock can uh, put something in the right field here.
1: 2-0 pitch outside ball three. Nate Favero is in the on deck circle. 3-0 count. We'll see if Brock gets the green light here with one man out. That pitch is up high ball force so on four consecutive pitches. I don't think Brock's seen a strike since he hit the home run.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't blame him. Uh, I'd stay away from him as well. And then you have Nate Favaro coming up. Who's swinging the ball, bat really well. has two ball, balls that he set really hard today in center field and then right field respectively. We'll see what he, what he can do here against Malik Moore.
1: And Nate, a double and a single in the ball game. And Moore's first pitch to Favero popped up. Shortstop, now second baseman, just behind the bag is under it, and it will make the catch for the out. Nate saw that first pitch, liked it, went yeah. after it, just popped it up.
2: One thing Malik Moore has demonstrated out here, he has a really good straight changeup, he can throw it at any count. Um, has good arm action on it, and that's what he threw there to Nate. And Nate was just out in front, unfortunately, he got under a little bit. Looked like a fastball coming out of his hand, good arm speed, and unfortunately, just got under the ball and popped it up.
1: Brian Sue grounded out to the shortstop and has also had an RBI and a sack fly. 0 for 1 today. Sue has uh, dropped down to an even 500 batting average with the uh, 1 for 2 for performance. Here's the one ball pitch. That's over for a strike. One and one. Klausen on deck. Cougars have pushed uh, two across. Pitch to Sue is over for call. Strike two. Sue came into the ball game uh, Six for eight in the first couple of games with four RBIs. And the pitch is outside. Two balls, two strikes to Bryan. Here's Moore's pitch to Sue. Popped up. First baseman coming over near the dugout of Omaha, and he'll make the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the fourth. They got two runs. They got those two runs on three base hits. There were no errors, and one runner left on base. We are through four complete now. 6-2 BYU over Omaha on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: What's up, BYU fans?
3: This is second baseman Brendan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Grant Supanchek will be the hitter for Omaha as we go to the fifth. 6-2 Cougars ahead. Drew Zimmerman on the hill for the Cougars, and the first pitch inside, ball one. Supinchik is uh, singled and grounded out in the game. Ball's fouled off down the first base side. We talked a little about that early schedule, Cam, and uh, Cougars still a couple of question marks to... Kind of get resolved. Swing and a miss. Good slider there. And Perns certainly making his case for that uh, starting yeah. in the center field spot.
2: Yeah, he's looked really good. He's been aggressive at the plate. Um, he can run. He's going first to third. That's a kind of that's what you want from a, a number nine hitter, especially new coming into the program, feeling things out, but he's had a really good approach at the plate.
1: Two balls, two strikes. The DH steps back in. Ball lined into left center field. That's going to be in for possible extra bay. Yeah, that's going to get to the wall. Burns picks it up, but not before Supinchek will stand at uh, second base with a double. That will bring up Keel Kramwiti. Kramwiti, the shortstop, was singled and walked in the game.
2: Yeah, Brent, I can't really get over this whole setting and everything that Coach Littlewood and his staff has done at this program. It's just absolutely incredible, and uh, anyone would be lucky to come play here.
1: Kermwede steps in. First pitch from Zimmerman, high and tight for
2: ball one. We were talking about Coach Littlewood. He absolutely gets branding and the marketing of the program and how important it is to have the right equipment and the right – you know, backing of Nike and those kind of things. Pitches outside, 2-0. and Just the way the outfield wall looks with Cougar baseball and the Nike symbols and, you know, on the sponsors and everything, it just looks real clean. Even down the lines, no chain-link fence anymore. It's all padded fencing and, you know, looks obviously very intentional. So it's uh, it's, it's an elite um, atmosphere we have here.
1: Here's Zimmerman's 2-0. That's inside ball three. Cougars, uh, absolutely no one in the pen right now. Yeah, Zimmerman uh, struggling a little bit here in the top of the fifth. Kramwiti is the cleanup hitter for the Mavericks in today's ball game. There's a 3-1 pitch. That's over for a strike. Of course, the Cougars have nine guys in the pros working their way up several different levels. Good luck to them. Uh, pitches up high, ball four. As you went through that, uh, you know the, the butterflies that are happening right now as you're oh, yeah. out every day trying to perform and, and you're hopefully ho- move up a level or two.
2: Yeah, you're hoping you're making the right impact and uh, right impression on the right people to get maybe a move up to another level over last year or whatever the case might be. And you're always playing for every other team as well when you're playing against them. So... It's a great opportunity. And to have nine guys currently active playing professionally is is awesome. I think when I was playing, we maybe have three or four tops. Um, so it's a credit to Coach Littlewood and what he's done and uh, developing players that are wanting to get drafted and uh, are attractive to major league teams.
1: First pitch to uh, Braden Rogers is down low, ball one. Now yeah, Mike Littlewood's going to quickly... Come out of the dugout, give his uh, reliever a chance to get warmed up a little bit. I think it's Kenny Sines who's beginning to stretch and throw a little bit. Sines has been a pretty much a weekend starter. He's a transfer from the University of Oklahoma but struggled at Auburn last week, so he's been moved into the bullpen. Definitely a guy that's got a lot of experience. So Sines uh, quickly out there tossing off his warm-up gear and starting to throw. Not quick enough for Coach Littlewood at this point.
2: Yeah. I don't think Coach Littlewood expected Zimmerman to, you know, go four straight balls there on the last count. And we'll see if he can, signs can get hot out there pretty quickly.
1: One ball, no strikes a count on Rogers As Drew Zimmerman from the stretch. Here's the pitch. That's over for a strike. You're right, though. I mean, the transformation of this field is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a work in progress. I mean, right. just like uh, last week at Auburn, they just put in a 24-by-62 uh, board, scoreboard, and, and video board. Incredible. They did the lights last year, the scoreboard last year. And, you know, every year just make, make an improvement. Yeah. That's and what the, you do. And all
2: those things are attractive to young high schoolers who you're recruiting to come out and play for your program.
1: Two-one pitch. Zimmerman takes inside for ball three. Well, Signs is now back on the mound, beginning to throw a little bit. I still don't think he's quite ready. Yeah, Zimmerman, who's looked so good this year, is really struggling here in the inning. Ball swung on and missed. Three and two. Important pitch right here for the young freshman. And the 3-2. High and tight, ball four. So a single and a pair of walks have loaded them up for Omaha. Nobody out. Adam Caniguli uh, is up. He uh, singled his last time up. And with a right-handed hitter, I'm sure they'd like to get... uh, Zimmerman threw this guy, but there's another right-hander on deck, so they're staying with him out of the windup now, and the first pitch is over for a strike. That one came in at 90. And, you know, I think Zimmerman, you know, he's been so good on the road that he's got to be pretty amped up right now. Yeah, absolutely. Playing in front of this home crowd, probably his dream to play here on this field. And it's his first appearance here. Here's Zimmerman's pitching. Good slider, swing and a miss. and 2 Slider again off the plate. Boy, Zimmerman would like love a strikeout right here. Cougar's back, double play depth. Another pitch off the plate, two and two.
2: Yeah, Zimmerman has to challenge him here. He can't get fall three and two. See what he does here. If he comes back another slider, maybe a little bit closer to the plate. See if he can get him fishing.
1: Zimmerman from the windup pitch is off the plate. Three and two. Cougars with a four-run lead, but Omaha with bases loaded here. A hit and two walks. Count full. And here is Zimmerman's pitch. Swinging, strike three, got him. Big strike out there by the young freshman. One man out. Tyler Doherty, another right-hander, will step in.
2: Yeah, Zimmerman... Uh got everything he could out of his tank there and, and threw 91 fastball and blew him away. And uh, I think Canigli is very frustrated right there. Maybe He was late on that pitch too. So great challenge by Zimmerman and he was able to come out on top.
1: Doherty steps in, takes the first pitch outside for a ball. Doherty uh, center fielder is one for two today. Pitch is up high. Two balls and no strikes. And Signs is ready in the pen as Zimmerman, with a 2-0 pitch, fall foul back. Good crowd as the, as the day's gone on. This. The seats have really filled up here at Larry Miller Park. Biggest crowd of the weekend. Popped nice. up. That'll be an infield fly. Favero calling Zimmerman off. Zimmerman was calling it. Boy, you're, you're taught yeah. as a player to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see them both calling it. And then uh, Favero made a good play because he had to kind of come up on the mound and stumbled a little bit. Good play by the Cougar third baseman. Two men out.
2: Yeah, credit to Zimmerman for wanting to take that one, but you know he's got to get out of the way. Generally, the only time a pitcher is going to take a fly ball is if it's just one of those jam pop-ups that's so short that no one else has a chance to get to it. But, uh, yeah, you want your other fielders coming in and with a better angle to be able to catch that generally. So nice job by Favero.
1: Ben Polenski now, the right fielder, steps in with two men out. And that pitches up. If Zimmerman were able to work his way out of this jam, it would be a real confidence booster for the young man. Polenski two for two today. And here's the pitch. Fly ball, easy play for Schneeman. He does work his way out of it. He makes the catch. No runs, one hit, no errors. Three big runners left on. We're through four and a half, 6-2 Cougars leading Omaha on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. David Clawson will lead off the fifth for the Cougars. They lead 6-2. Great job by Zimmerman there to work his way out of that bases loaded, nobody out jam. Got a strikeout and a couple of pop-ups. And Clawson steps in against Malik Moore, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. David is single and been hit by a pitch, so officially one for one on the day. Ball is grounded foul down the first base side. Noah Hill has come out in the on-deck circle, so it looks like Hill, the backup catcher for the Cougars, is going to DH. He was the backup, kind of a, he's a utility guy. He can play anywhere. Mainly a second baseman last year and doing some catching this year. Pitch is fouled off. And again, uh, the problem with putting your backup catcher in is the DH is you you don't have, well, you still have a catcher in the lineup, so you can always flip that, but. But uh, they want to give him a chance again, kind of looking for the guy that can really start swinging the bat consistently in that DH role. Kyle Dean also right there in that mix. Kyle had a couple of hits on Thursday night.
2: Yeah, I think Coach Littlewood's really hoping Kyle Dean, you know, finds his, uh, finds his stroke here and gets some confidence.
1: Two pitch, up ball's hit into... Second baseman makes the play, throws the first in time for the out. Wow, what a great play by Max Gamma. I was just about to say that ball was into right field, but Gamma went well to his left, and Dove made the play and uh, got Claussen by a half a step. One man out, and Noah Hill. First time we've seen Hill in the series, so he will take over in the DH role. Had three at-bats in that DH role, and they've all been by different guys. McKay Jacobson, Casey Jacobson, and now Noah Hill. And you know the interesting thing about that? They're all former teammates at Flower Mound High School down in Texas. First pitch over for a strike. Noah Hill, 5'9", 180. He's a junior. He swings and misses at that one, 0 2 Noah Hill hitting 286 has had 14 at-bats, four hits. And Hill swings and misses. Boy, totally tied up on that pitch. And Hill goes down on strikes. Boy, you don't see that happen too often to him. Two men out.
2: Yeah, I think Noah came out trying to be aggressive and um, credits to Leak Moore, came down and in with a slider, got him fishing, and then will change-up outside and just was tied up.
1: Perns, first pitch, hits the ball down to the third baseman who makes the play and quickly Cougars out here in the fifth. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through five complete, 6-2 Cougars over Omaha on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Max
1: will lead it off as we go to the sixth. Cougars up 6-2. First pitch inside. Ball one. Well, Zimmerman worked his way out of a big jam in the fifth. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Got the strikeout and then a couple of pop-ups. Pitch inside. Ball two. No, I think we had a timeout call before that pitch was even made, I believe. Ball came flying out of the bullpen. Yeah. One and zero. The count, not two and zero. That pitch is down low ball two.
2: Well, you know, uh, Coach Littlewood showing a lot of confidence in Zimmerman by bringing him back out after that tough inning. So, you know, as a as a new player in the program, it's great to know that your your coach um, has the confidence to put you back out there and give you another shot. But what we've seen from Zimmerman today, he's he's trying to find his location. He's up down. In the dirt, so to speak. Two old pitches over for a strike. Falling behind in the count pretty often. But he's battling. He's done a great job, and he was able to get out last inning. So we'll see if he can continue to battle here.
1: Here's a 2-1. That ball is fouled down the first base side. So two balls, two strikes. There's no doubt the kid's got some good stuff. You know, 6-foot, 170-pounder that uh, throws 90 or right around 90. With a good slider. And you notice the slider. He's only about five, six miles an hour off the fastball. Pitches uh, over for a strike. And I guess that's kind of what you want as a pitcher. Yep. So you think it's a fastball coming at you, right?
2: Yeah. You just want that same arm action. You want that same arm speed and just have a little bit of a spin to it.
1: Swinging. Like strike three. There it was right yeah. there at 84.
2: Yeah. If you can throw it, I mean, it's almost a cutter. I mean, a cutter... Is almost a fastball. It just has a little bit of a side spin to it instead of a fastball spin. And uh, it just moves a little bit. doesn't have to move a lot. But that's all you really need. Get a hitter that starts to swing Thing. it's a fastball and the ball moves a little bit and it's out of the zone and all of a sudden you have a strike.
1: You know essentially we are down at Auburn last week. We were uh, we faced this Casey Mize who if you haven't tuned in earlier threw a no hitter last night uh, for Auburn. Dynamic pitcher and Coach Littlewood said he was throwing something 90-91. We couldn't figure out what it was, and I guess he'd been kind of toying with a the splitter. There's a ground ball, easy play for Sue. He's got it, and he'll throw to Zimmerman at the bag. And they couldn't figure out from the dugout exactly what it was, but yeah. they knew it was right right around 90. And here's a kid that's throwing 97 with a fastball. Yeah. And it's just a dynamic pitch that he'd been kind of working on. And, and, uh,
2: and he's a freshman, right? No, this is, oh, this this is the, the junior.
1: This junior. junior. This is the junior yeah. that, that's supposedly going to be the number one pick in the draft coming up.
2: Well, it's it's tough to face a guy who's going to be the number one pick in the draft, and then a freshman who was a top round pick and didn't sign, throwing ninety six on the third day. I mean, that's that's uh, a <laughs> that's pretty tough. That's tough. Swinging a miss. Oh and two. All I can tell you
1: is watch Auburn this year because they're pretty dynamic. They, uh, I don't think they were they were picked that high because they they really didn't expect to have those two arms in their. In their lineup, there's a ball, a curveball that swung on and missed and missed by Klaus, and it went back to the screen. And so the runner will move up to first base on the strikeout. Two men out. And like you say, when you you see that kind of velocity in the first and third game, and they had some very dynamic arms in the the bullpen also, uh, um, pretty good team. Yeah. That ball hit pretty well. Perns in center field is there. He'll make the catch for the out, and that'll do it as the Mavericks are out in the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through five and a half. 6-2 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Omaha, Spencer Kulawine. Kulawine into the ballgame, big left-hander, wearing number 19. He's a freshman. 6-4, 6 4, 185 out of Harrisburg, South Dakota. So he takes over on the hill here in the bottom of the sixth. Cougars leading 6 2. Cougars, six runs on 10 hits. And the top of the order will face Kulawine, Anderson, Sneeman, and Kringlin. Anderson has a couple of hits. He scored twice. Brennan uh, swings and fouls a pitch off. Brennan now hitting 340 on the year. Second only to uh, Brian Sue. Brennan very productive throughout his career here for BYU. Pitches over for a strike, 0 2. Kulawine, the lefty, out of the windup, and here's the pitch to Anderson. That's inside. Two balls and a strike. One ball and two strikes. Cougars' average coming into the ballgame as a team was at 279. Right off the end of the bat, right back to Kulawine. He's got it, and he'll shovel to the first baseman for the out. Fool a little bit out ahead of it. Took that one right off the end of the bat.
2: Yeah, it looked like a changeup, seventy four miles an hour, good straight change, and yeah, right off the cap on the metal bat there.
1: Umpire's gonna check that ball out. Looks like it's okay. Yeah, it was, uh, Schneeman steps in, he's a uh, two for three also today.
2: Brent, it's real funny to watch the players do their pre pitch routine and they're used to having dirt, so they're digging in and moving the dirt <laughs> around, and then you realize it's all not nothing's gonna change what they <laughs> do. <laughs>
1: You might have some rubber pellets. Yeah, rubber you know? pellets
2: are moving and bouncing yeah. up and down. But, um, you know, you're just so used to your whole life having the dirt. And a lot of guys have a routine that they go through, mm-hmm. whether it's digging in or moving dirt around.
1: Watch, watch Kringlin when he gets up next. He has the same thing where he, he moves some dirt from back to front yeah. every time. It's just And a, you hit your cleats. like
2: yeah. You're used to hitting your cleats, knock the dirt off, and there's nothing there.
1: No balls in a strike to Schneeman. Pitches outside for a ball. Daniel uh, stepping in, hitting 296 as he's raised his average by 21 points for the two base hits. Curveball drops in for a strike. One and two. We mentioned Omaha plays in the Summit League. They were picked to finish fifth in that league. Oral Roberts was the preseason favorite. Popped up. Should be playable. Third baseman going over. In foul territory, and he will make the play for out number two. That'll bring Kringlin up. Keaton doesn't have a hit. He's 0 for 2. Does have a RBI and a sack fly. So Kringlin will step in. Keaton out of Cedar City, playing his junior year at BYU. He's had quite a career. He's a all-West Coast Conference uh, preseason pick, along with uh, both Anderson and Sneeman, the two guys that just were retired. Hale also, uh, these guys, uh, well, I'll tell you, the top four guys in these orders have, have done it for the Cougars over the last couple of years, been very consistent, and really been a big reason for the success of this BYU team. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Kringland takes a slow curveball that drops in for a strike. 68.
2: I remember Keaton Kringland as a freshman, and they weren't expecting too much out of him coming into the program as a freshman. And, man, he was just dynamic right away and just played the game hard. 1-2 pitch up high. Real productive, came, out, came through in the clutch for them. I remember multiple times as a freshman.
1: Yeah, he wasn't a highly recruited kid out of Cedar City. But, uh, boy, has he ever uh, done a great job in his uh, BYU career's third year here for the Cougars.
2: Great kid. Always got a big smile on his face. Yeah, he plays the game the right way. plays it hard. Always hustling, diving. Three and
1: two. The count. Here's the pitch to Keaton. That pitch is inside. Ball four. So a two-out walk will bring Hale up. Brock homered in the second. Since then, he hasn't seen a strike. He's walked two consecutive times on four pitches.
2: And uh, Brock's probably going to see more of the same since that first at-bat. They've just stayed away, as you said. Hasn't really seen a strike. So if I'm Brock, I'm just looking way out over the plate, looking to see if I can get something close that I can drive into the right center field gap there.
1: Brock hitting 294. And the first pitch caught the outside corner for strike one. I'm a little surprised at how shallow that right fielder's playing. Left fielder way deep. Right fielder coming in a couple of steps here with Hale. Tremendous power. Here's the 0-1. That's a down low. One ball and one strike.
2: Yeah, and to your point, Brock has power to all, all fields. He's not just a pull power hitter. He can drive the ball right center and right field over the outfielder's head, especially how shallow he's playing right now.
1: One ball, one strike. As Hale steps back in, it's well outside for ball two. Next game Tuesday night, UVU here in Provo. Six o'clock start. Probably be a, a game where the Cougars will use a lot of their staff on the mound to save their their staff, their starting staff for the weekend series against Loyola. Hale hits this ball pretty well. Center fielder looking up, going back. That ball is up against the wall. Kringlin around second. They are going to try to score him. Here comes the throw. Kringlin is going to slide in. And he's out at the plate. Wow, what a great throw by Krimwily, the shortstop. And Kringlin, boy, it was a bang-bang play at home plate. He is thrown out. Give Hale a double on the play. Cougars, no runs, one hit. No errors and one man left on base. Boy, that was, I think he got him. I think he tagged him up on the arm. Crillian tried to uh, slide That's away from the catcher and give a lot of credit to the catcher there. We'll be back with more on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
4: Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on new skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Keel Crumweedy steps in. Kenny Sines, the new pitcher for the Cougars, a left-hander. First pitch is fouled off out of
2: play. We'll take a 10-second break for Station I.D. Kremlwiede steps back and fouls another
1: pitch off. So Sines, who had been a starter, for the first uh, part of the season, uh, back into the bullpen, at least during this series. Kenny Sines. O two 2 is down low for a ball.
2: Brent, you're hoping with Kenny Sines, he can find his confidence here and uh, find a way, especially with the injuries of the Cougars pitching staff, find a way back into that uh, pitching rotation there. 5'8",
1: 165. He strikes out Kermwiti for the first out. Signs. uh, Out of Corpus Christi, Texas, went to Oklahoma for a year and then had to sit out last year and now uh, pitching for the Cougars. Kenny Sines loves it here in Provo. And the first pitch is uh, down low for ball one to Braden Rogers. Rogers is 0 for 2 today. He's 2 for 8 in the three-game series and a swing and a miss. 90 miles an hour yeah. by He's signs. He's got a great I, velocity. He's
2: been 89-90. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I, I
1: haven't seen that. I mean, they really, I, I think they initially thought he could be the number one starter. There's a ball hit. Just Ooh, fouled down the line. He's got the stuff. I think yeah. it's just, you know, you sit out a year. You know, you're back into competition. I think it's just getting him comfortable and the confidence. And it's
2: still early in the season, and that's where outings like this and also those midweek games are really important for getting some guys some confidence, seeing some more guys that generally don't get as much time. And uh, some guys emerge in those kind of scenarios, and, you know, Kenny Sines has the stuff. Let's see if he can put it together here.
1: Here's the 1-2, little looper up and over the head of Schneeman. So a... Completely off balance, good pitch right there by Signs, but a good job by Rogers to battle and come up with a single, and that will bring up uh, Caniglia.
2: Yeah, straight change there, and Rogers was able to just keep his hands back enough, get the end of the bat on it, and get it over Schumann's head at uh, shortstop.
1: So Caniglia, who is one for three today, is takes the first pitch over for a strike. Here signs 0 01 pitch, that's outside. One ball, one strike, one out. As we play the top of the 7th inning, and here is Sines' pitch just off the plate for ball two, and again, Sines, uh, you know, being put into the bullpen. I'm sure he's out there working hard, trying to prove to the coaches that uh, he'd like to be part of that starting rotation. And he's uh, another real distinct possibility for that number two starter. And that's where he was at the start of the year.
2: Yeah. Well, he's got the experience. He's He's played at a big program in Oklahoma. As you said, he sat out last year, so maybe kind of shaking off a little bit of the rust, trying to find uh, the consistency that he had before. Curveball
1: down low. Signs in, uh, this will be his fourth appearance, and the other three were all starts. He's 0-2 of the 9-6 ERA. So 9 he's given up 11 hits and 11 runs. Ten of those runs being earned. Also has uh, five walks. Ball popped up and out of play. Foul ball. Has 10 strikeouts in those nine innings. Opponents are hitting 289 off the left-hander. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Signs Throws the first, and the runner back in safely.
2: Signs being a left-hander, trying to keep him close. Had a little slide step move there to first. Doesn't really look like he's reading the runner very much. Kind of just decides if he's pitching or picking. See what he does here.
1: Three-two. Up just a little bit high for ball four. So a single and a walk. And that brings Doherty to the plate. Cougars have got a lefty and a righty down throwing. They're a little farther away from us than they used to be, so it's a little tougher to pick up numbers. As Doherty steps in, he's one for three today. Here signs his pitch, line drive. Anderson goes up, makes the play, throws back to second, unable to turn the double play. So a good play by Anderson. You could see him telling himself, "Stay on the ground, stay on the ground." Yeah. A little humpback liner. He kept wanting to jump, and then he yeah. and then he did wait for the appropriate time to make the play. Good play there by Brennan.
2: Yeah, and that ball just hung up there, and as you said, <laughs> just taking inching back and back and back, hoping he could time it right to maximize the height of his jump, and he did, and so. Great job by Brandon Anderson and keeping that ball in the infield. If not, that run scores. Runners on third, first and third, and you hit with one out. So um, stop something big potentially happening there.
1: Two men out, Ben Polinski, who is two for three today, comes up. First pitch to Polinski is a little bit low, ball one. One ball, no strikes. Two men out, two men on. For Omaha's, we're in the seventh inning. Cougars with a four-run lead. Throw behind the runner at first base, and there you see Klausen, uh Not afraid to throw behind runners. That yeah. was a good throw right there. Good heads-up play by the base runner, uh, Canigla, to get back in.
2: Yeah, Klaassen's always been known for his arm. He's just got a cannon back there and can throw from his knees pretty much accurately and wherever he wants in the infield.
1: Here's the 2-0 pitch. That's over for a strike. Cougars have Rhett Parkinson up. He's a lefty, and Kendall Moats is the right-hander. Here's a 2-1 pitch from Signs. Strike two called.
2: See if Signs comes back with another fastball. The last two strikes have been fastballs in the outer half of the plate. Maybe he tries to pull the string on a changeup here and make him uh, see if he'll go fishing for it.
1: Polinski steps back in. Here's two two pitch, swinging, strike three. Signs gets the strikeout, and retires the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, two runners left. We are through six and a half, six two. Cougars over Omaha on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Nate Favero will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Kulawine's first pitch is uh, fouled off for strike one. So Favero steps in. Omaha threw out uh, Kringlin at the plate in the last inning. Didn't really get a chance to talk about that as that pitch was up and, high, up and in for. The ball, but, boy, great job by Doherty to get the ball to Kermuidi, who was in shallow center field, and he threw a strike to the catcher. Yeah, it, had it took to be, a perfect play.
2: It had to be a perfect play, perfect throw. And, again, what we're seeing with this turf is that it's going to be easier to make some of those perfect throws. In the past, it would hit grass or it hit the grass and the dirt where it kind of meets together, and it would flatten out and go low, and ball wouldn't get there or hit the mound. Everything is turf, so you're going to get a lot better bounces, and the ball is going to travel a lot faster. So something to keep in mind for the coaches.
1: Two one pitch to Favero was down low for a ball. Well, the Summa team, even though you know record four and ten, as we talked about, they have played a great schedule and they've been in. You know, they've, they played hard. Uh, they're not the big power guys that you, that we see come in in some of the West Coast teams, but uh, uh, play execute very well. They like to bunt, and uh, unfortunately for for them, BYU's gotten enough of a lead. We kind of taken that part of the game away from them.
2: Yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult when you don't have power guys in your lineup that can swing the bat with a couple guys on and put you right back into the game. So uh, they still have to find a way to manufacture runs.
1: 3-2 pitch outside, ball four. So Favero with a leadoff walk. And that'll bring Sue to the plate. Brian has uh, grounded out, had a sacrifice fly for an RBI, and popped up. So he's officially 0 for 2. Brian Sue, the first baseman for the Cougars, batting from the right side, and the first pitch to Sue is over for a strike. But you know his straight change, I've seen it as low as 68. That one was at 74. That's you know he throws 85, 86 for the fastball. So that's if you can control that and throw it for strike, pretty uh, very very good pitch.
2: Yeah, when you're about 20 miles an hour difference on your fastball and your change, and you almost have the same arm speed on it, I mean, it's really tough as a as a hitter to stay back on that. You find yourself leaking, then you're out in front rolling over something.
1: One ball, one strike to Sue. That pitch is down low for ball three. I
2: think Brian Sue's approach here is trying to hit something in that hole between first and second with the runner being held on by the first baseman. There's a big hole with a lefty that's working away and down. He's almost kind of pitching it so you can hit it over there. So if he can stay back, let the ball get deep.
1: 2-1 pitch popped up. Playable right fielder coming hard. Second baseman going out. Right fielder calls everybody off and makes the play for the out. So Sue now 0 for 3 on the day, and that will bring up uh, David Clausen. this series was originally scheduled to be Cal State-Bakersfield. They played – Cougars traveled down there last year playing a three-game series, and Cal State was supposed to return that this year, this weekend – uh, their coach was fired last year, and the, and the coach that came in didn't honor the agreement, so wow. the Cougars uh, reached out to uh, someone, and uh, Omaha responded, a swing and a miss, and there goes Favaro as he's going to, a little bit of a delayed steal there. Catcher had no idea, and he had Clausen kind of standing in front of him. He didn't yeah. know he was running until he was about halfway there, so a, a stolen base by Favaro.
2: Yeah, it's a great job by Nate Favaro. It looked like maybe even been a hit and run, because um, Nate was looking in to see if the ball was hit. But
1: here's the 0-1. Lawson takes a curve ball over for a strike. 0-2. Now
2: you have Nate in scoring position, and that's the importance of being aggressive on the bases and doing the little things like that. You get your runners in a scoring position and increase the opportunity to score a run with a base hit.
1: No balls, two strikes. Pitched to Lawson is down low. One and two. David uh, today is uh, one for two. He's hit by a pitch earlier. He swings and misses at that pitch and goes down on strikes. Two men out. And uh, Noah Hill, who has had one at bat, struck out his first time up there, will step in. RBI opportunity right here for Hill with two men out. Cougars still just with a four-run lead. Anybody's yeah. game here.
2: Yeah, As Coach we... Little would definitely want some breathing room here and some insurance.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Coach a little frustrated offensively. Last couple innings have kind of gone quiet, and Hill fouls it off for strike one. You know, it's interesting when you're when you're kind of up there, and you 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 know, some years you've got to line them, and it's pretty set, and everybody. We, you know, we've got center field. You got the DH slot. You got guys up there. You can feel them grinding a little bit, you know. Yeah. Hill takes a pitch over for a strike. There was that change. It caught the outside corner at seventy-three miles an hour.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. When you have guys graduate, get drafted, that's one of the the downsides of getting so many guys drafted. Is you have a lot of turnover and trying to find new positions for new guys the next season. And that's what's happening here early for the Cougars.
1: Pitch is down in the dirt for a ball. You know, we talked about the guys working their way. Adam Law, Brugman, Hanneman, Lund, Rucker, Mahoney, Miller, Cole, Colton Shaver. Uh, Buffalo off last year's team, the right-hander. There's a ball hit out toward shortstop. He's got a backhand, throws the first in time for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the seventh. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We are through seven complete now. 6-2 cougars, cougars over the Mavericks on your...
0: New Skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Max
1: Gam leads it off. Hits one up the middle. Great play by Schneeman up the middle. Took it backhanded and did a complete 360 and threw a strike to first base for out number one. Great play by Schneeman.
2: Yeah, Schneeman over the course of his career has just proven to be a really athletic uh, shortstop, and, in, and really in third base, he's played second base occasionally as well, but last couple seasons established himself as a really good defensive shortstop.
1: Cole Thibodeau steps in, first pitch outside, ball one. Kenny signs, continuing on the Cougars here in the eighth inning. Be tough to, the Cougars are able to hang on here, to choose a winner as uh, the starter didn't go five innings, Rogers, so it's up to the official scorekeeper to pick a winner. The thing about Schneeman is, uh, you know, not only does he have the great hands and the great footwork and everything, but he's got that tremendous arm on top yeah. of all that, and he kind of relies on that sometimes. I think it's a it uh, drives Coach a little, a little bit crazy yeah. at times, but but I'll tell you, when you got an arm, you like to show it off.
2: Yeah, and Favaro's the same way, I feel like, too. He has a little bit of time take an extra crow hop and just really let it go, so he uh, likes to show off his arm. So.
1: 3-0 pitch is over for a strike. Top of the order, Thibodeau. Looking for his first hit of the day. And he fouls that one down the first base side. Thibodeau 0 for 2 as he's walked and also had a sacrifice. Did pick up an RBI his seventh of the year. That was back in the fourth. As we play the eighth inning here in Provo, Cougars with a four-run lead. Ball fouled off. Out of play. Cougars in... uh, we're on the road for the first eleven. Now they're on a eleven-game home stand with uh, this series as a uh, three-two pitches down low for a ball. This series, then UVU here Tuesday night, LMU next weekend in Provo, then Utah the following Tuesday here, and then uh, Gonzaga coming to town for a three-game
2: series. Yeah, we jump right into it with conference play and face. Two of the toughest opponents that we've had uh, from last year. So
1: Utes really struggling. They were, I think, 0-12 now. Uh, they have not won a game, pitch is uh, hit into left field base hit by DeBon Debonville for his second hit of the ball game. And that will bring up uh Slipinchek. And Mike Littlewood out. Uh, I think we are going to go to the pen here. Yeah, we will take a two-minute break. Be back with a new Cougar pitcher right after this on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. Back here in Provo, six 2 the score. Omaha with runners at first and second base, one man out, and the closer for the Cougars, Jake Sudreth, into the ball game. Jake Sudreth wearing number forty-three. He is a 6 uh, 4 two-hundred-pound. Sophomore J.C. transfer out of a Mesa Community College. And Sudruth was the uh, J.C. All-American closer last year. And with Gates going down, he has uh, been thrust into that role here for the Cougars. They were hoping to use him more as a setup guy to Gates. But uh, with Gates down now with a shoulder issue, and uh, by the way, Riley working hard rehabbing, trying to get back for, for next year. That's what he would, uh, that's what he's, his goal. And uh, Grant Supinchek steps in. He is the uh, DH for the Mavericks. First pitch from Sudereth is hit into right field, base hit. Runner will score from second base. And score now 6-3 to three as Supinchek jumps on the first pitch that he saw for an RBI single. That's his third base hit of the ball game.
2: Yeah, Supinchak's a, a big guy. Um, doesn't really look like he uses his legs much, more of an upper body kind of swing, but he's hit the ball hard here uh, three times for Omaha and uh, produced for him and put them within three runs here in the uh, top of the eighth.
1: That'll bring up Akil Kremwidi. He is singled, walked twice, and struck out. Runners at the corners for the Mavericks. And the first pitch from Sudrath up a little bit high for ball one. Kremweedy has played a good shortstop the entire series for the Mavericks and has swung the bat. Uh, He's got two hits in the series. There's a ball hit pretty well. Center fielder Pern's going back. He's not going to get there. That's up against the wall. One run scores. And the... Mavericks have runner, the potential tying runs in scoring position now at second and third as they put two on the board here. Still one man out, and Braden Rogers is the hitter.
2: Yeah, we're, uh, well, we're getting in trouble there with those pitches. They're up and out, elevated over the plate. One thing that Hayden Rodgers did well and, and Zimmerman, even though he was struggling with his location, is that he was keeping the ball um, on the corners and down. And these first two pitches have been elevated. Pitches have been hit have been elevated and out over the plate, and you see what happens there.
1: Cougars have all three mounds going down in the pen. As Rogers steps in, base hit, can tie this one up. We are in the top of the eighth. Sudworth's pitch, there's that good slider that drops in for a strike. Sudworth picked up a big save over in Hawaii. Bases loaded, and Cougars up by a run. Got a 3-2 pitch, ground out. 0-1-1, Rogers set, and the pitch. Checked his swing on a pitch just off the plate. One ball and one strike to count. Well, if you let a team hang around, they come back and get you. Uh, Omaha now with uh, 13 base hits in the game. They've uh, scored four runs. And here is Sudworth Pitch. Again, that good slider that drops in over the outside corner, one and two.
2: He has kind of a frisbee slider, throws it, sidearm, and it goes right to left, away from righties into lefties. Good arm action on it. One and two the
1: count. Rogers single his last time up. Well, There's a pitch. Again, the slider just misses outside. And the count evens up to two balls, two strikes. Sudruth. Has one win, no losses with a save this year. There's a pitch, swing and a miss. Came back uh, with a fastball at 90. Looked like it might have been off the zone a little bit, but uh, Rogers just couldn't hold up two men out. And Adam Caniglia steps in. Coniglia had a single in the fourth inning. His only hit. He's 2 for uh, 11 in the three games. And here is Sudra's pitch. He got that slider moving a little bit over for a strike.
2: Yeah, it looks like if he can throw that slider for a strike, he can throw it in a couple different spots. It sets up his fastball. He has a good fastball but it kind of sets that up and almost pitches backwards here. 0-1-1. Oh Here's the
1: pitch. Again, that slide of that one, he threw a little bit more right at his shoulder and ended yeah. up over the inside corner. You could see him kind of flinch. He thought it might hit him.
2: Yeah, that one's a tough one for right-handed hitters. It starts at you, so you kind of freeze in in, in your place and don't swing, and then it ends up back over the plate.
1: No balls, two strikes. Pitch. Just off the plate. Good waste pitch right there by yeah. Jake.
2: Yeah, extending off the plate with a fastball, seeing if he might chase a little bit. Maybe he comes back with a slider.
1: So a ball and two strikes, two men out, two men on, potential game-tying runs. And Sudworth's pitch, strike three called. Outside corner, with a pair of strikeouts to end the inning. And the Cougars still up 6-4 as we're through seven and a half innings on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the eighth. Cougars with a two-run lead. And they will send up uh, Jarrett Perns. Perns two for three on the day. A pair of singles. His first two times up. Center fielder for the Cougars. And uh, Kulawine, the... Left-hander's first pitch is up high, ball one. Kulawain's looked good out there. He's thrown two innings, given up one hit. He's walked two. Has given up, uh, or has one strikeout. That's his 37th pitch, and there's a fly ball center field. Tyler Doherty is camped under it, and he'll make the catch for the out. One man down, Brennan Anderson will step to the plate. Uh, Brennan two for four, a single and a double in the ball game. Struck out his first time up, then the double, the single, and the double. And then the last time up, he uh, grounded back to the pitcher. Kulawine's first pitch inside, ball one. Cougars uh, looking for their eighth win of the year. And Kula-Wine's pitch. That ball's hit down. A good play by the third baseman, Thibodeau. He throws him out. This team, a good defensive team. They've made several very good defensive plays throughout the series.
2: Yeah, Two men out. That was a great play by Thibodeau at third. It was a short hop. With the turf, it, it stays high. It's not going to go flat. So you can anticipate that. But uh, he did a good job of um, snagging it down and making a good throw to first for the out.
1: Another action going on right now. Uh, San Francisco leading Xavier 5-1. That's in the top of the seventh. That's being played down on the hilltop in San Francisco. Get a chance to visit that ballpark this year. That's always an experience. It's
2: definitely unique.
1: <laughs> yeah, unique's a good word. And since the changes, it's really pretty cool. That pitch is fly ball, left field. Left fielder going back just in short of the track. Makes the play, and the Cougars retired in order here quickly in the eighth. We're through a complete 6-4 BYU leading the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
2: What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening
4: to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars.
1: They go to the ninth. Cougars three outs away from a victory here in a sweep of the series. Tyler Doherty will lead it off. Already one for four today. Right-handed hitting uh, center fielder against uh, Jake Sutterth, big right-handed closer for the Cougars. In the first pitch, over for a strike. We were talking between innings. It almost looks like more of a slurve. It's got a pretty good, uh, you know, side to side break. And boy, he's had these uh, when he's throwing it for strikes. Uh, he can be very, uh, very effective. Here's the 0-1. That's a fastball, just missed outside.
2: Brent, that's what we call pitching backwards, where you start out off-speed, off-speed, and you show your fastball, maybe for a striker, a little out of the zone, and then you end with off-speed. But you throw it 2-1, 2-0, 0-0, throw those off-speed pitches, which you usually throw when you're ahead in the count.
1: 1-1 pitch, just off the plate, 2-1. So Sudworth looking for a save here in this situation as Jake working the ninth inning. 2-1 oh, pitch again, nice. that slurve, and had him kind of dancing in the in the batter's box. You can see his, yeah. both his feet kind of off the ground well, as, that, as that came in and broke over the plate. He was probably <laughs> expecting a fastball
2: that he could drive, and then all of a sudden saw a ball coming at him and then you know slurve into the zone there for a strike.
1: Here's a 2-2. Same pitch. This one is hit down the right field line. That will slice foul down in the corner.
2: And now after showing another slurve or slider that was fouled off, and maybe he's on, maybe you come back fastball away or maybe elevate a fastball that's out of the zone and see if he'll go fishing for it.
1: Two balls, two strikes, a count. As the Cougars uh, looking for a sweep here against a good Omaha team. 2-2 pitch. Popped up foul out of play.
2: Think like there's another slider there.
1: I'd like, to thank our sponsors. Of course, we're on the BYU uh, radio network and also ESPN 960. For pretty much the rest of the year, might have a couple of more conflicts with basketball. But uh, appreciate all our sponsors and the great uh, support they provide and keep us on the air. Fastball missed outside. Three and two. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, anyway, today that Sudruth appears to have a much better command of that breaking pitch than he does his fastball.
2: Yeah, we'll see if he comes 3-2 with it here for a strike.
1: 3-2 pitch, he did come with it, and that ball is a foul ball. Ooh. Just outside the bag down the third baseline.
2: I mean, if I'm Sudruth, I almost just keep throwing it and make the guy you know, put it in play or hit it. You're commanding it that well inside and out.
1: So again, three and two the count to Doherty, the number seven hitter in the lineup. And Sudruth set. Here's the pitch. Inside ball four. So a leadoff walk here in the ninth, and that will uh, bring Polenski to the plate. He is uh, two for four today, single his first two times up there. Cougars again uh, busy in the pen, as they've got three mounds going. Uh, they they built three mounds. They used to have two in the bullpen. Now they've got three, and they're all there's activity in all three. Sudras' pitch is uh, over for a strike to Ben Polinsky. Polinsky, a junior. He is hitting 204 on the year. As Jake set at the belt. And here's the 0-1. That pitch is over for a strike. And you know what? It it says something about a JC kid that's that's had the experience as a closer. I mean it's, yep. it's a certain mentality. Absolutely. And that's why you like to see Sudrath get stronger and stronger, more confident, uh, you know, moving to Division One.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's been in these scenarios before, you know, walking a guy, game on the line. So, you know, he's been there. He's expecting. He's used to it. So
1: Here's the 0-2. Just missed inside.
2: You don't have to build as much confidence or have him get in as many situations now because he's been in it before, so it's good going into it that he can be ready for these kind of scenarios.
1: Bo Burrup has joined Motes and Parkinson throwing in the bullpen. One ball, two strikes, the count. And the pitch. Checked his swing on a breaking pitch and fouled it straight back.
2: He's thrown a lot of his sliders that start almost at the hitter and then come break in over the plate. Like to see one that maybe he starts down the middle and has him come off, and if he goes fishing for it, maybe you get a rollover ground ball.
1: One and two. Here is Sudris pitch. Swinging strike three. Came back with a fastball for the first out. And Max Gam will come up. Max Gam one for four. He is one for 11 in this three-game series. He's a freshman out of Woodbury, Minnesota. As Sedra set at the belt, throw to first base, and uh, back in safely is uh, Doherty. Well, the Cougars have uh, definitely made this one interesting. They had a chance a couple times early in the ball game to really put up some crooked numbers, weren't able to. A Swing and a miss, boy, completely tied up on that uh, slider there as Gam swung and missed at a pitch that was about six inches outside.
2: Yeah, and that one looked like he threw a little harder, and uh, kind of dug it into the ground a little bit more instead of get-me-over just for a strike. He threw that one down in the dirt just a little bit more and made him go fishing for it.
1: Here's the O one one Slider hit out toward f- – no, hit in the hole. I don't think there's going to be a play infield single as Gam hit it deep into the hole. Sneeman was able to love it but had nowhere to throw it.
2: Yeah, So that's the, the run's
1: – High runs on base, top of the order coming up for the Mavericks.
2: That's the downside of the turf, unfortunately. Is that that ball probably would have slowed down enough for Nate Favero to get to it going to his left, um, and unfortunately he just had the momentum and went to the hole and infield single. So you're going to see a lot more of those kind of hits coming with the turf. There's a lot of benefits with the turf, but maybe some downsides too. It can be frustrating for a pitcher, especially for a, a coach who makes a good, you know, he makes a good pitch and should be an out.
1: I think through the Cougars' first eight games, they played like. Just about every game was within a, a run or two of each other. They really played a lot of close games and were involved in the same thing here. As Thibodeau steps in, he walked. he's walked twice in the game. Still looking for his first hit and the first pitch is over for a strike. Now with a lefty, kind of brings a whole new uh, thing into it with, uh, with the right-hander Sedrith on that hill and that uh, slider. Cougars leading 6-4. to four. And Cedrus pitch is over for call strike two. That almost, I think that was a straight change right there, 78 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, it looked like it. It was a good pitch.
1: I don't know if we'd even seen that pitch before to the right-handers. So Thibodeau steps in with potential tying runs on base. One man out. And here is the pitch from Sudrath. Fly ball down the left field line. That will be a foul ball over near the Cougar bullpen area. Thibodeau can really run well. He'll be a tough man to double up. Very defensive swing right there, just trying to put the ball in play, it appeared. Thibodeau has one hit, two RBIs in the series. And is hitless today. Here's the 0-2. Came back with a fastball. It's fouled off. So no balls and two strikes to Thibodeau, the third baseman. Sudrath. Taking his time on the hill as he gets the sign from Clawson. Sudruth, pretty slow mover on the mound between pitches. Strike three called. Came back with that slider. Backdoor slider on the outside corner. Two men out.
2: Yeah, a great pitch by Sudruth right there. That's the pitch he's been throwing to the right-handers that have been going at the right-handed batters and then coming over the plate. This time with a lefty. Ends up being a backdoor, as you'd mentioned. Starts in the batter's box for the right-hander batter's box. Come over the plate for strike three and uh, had Thibodeau frozen there for uh, strike three. That'll
1: bring up the uh, left fielder, Debonville. This kid can put a charge into it. He's had a couple extra base hits, two hits today. And here's the first pitch, ball hit out towards Sneeman. This should do it. He's got it on to second for the force and the Cougars win six to four. As they sweep the series with the Omaha Mavericks here in Provo, and uh, eight one thirteen 6-4 here today, uh, Cameron, great to have you with us. Uh, a good ball game, uh, Cougars. Uh, I'm sure Coach Little a little frustrated uh, not being able to put this one le- away a little bit earlier. But anytime you can sweep anybody anywhere, it's a good day.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the sweep's important, but I think, as you'd mentioned, it's probably not the type of game that Coach Littlewood would hope for, but what he's starting to see is with some injuries and with some guys not swinging, some other guys are getting opportunities, he's starting to see what guys emerge and rise to the occasion and can be guys that he can count on later on as you start approaching conference next week.
1: Well, as we talked about, uh, you know, early season, very tough schedule, and now you're going right back into it with uh, UVU on Tuesday, LMU next weekend, so He'll have a couple of days to practice. Weather looks good. And they've been able to practice on this field the entire yeah. winter. It's been pretty amazing. Like you said, we always had the excuse, hey, we haven't been able to hit outdoors yeah. yet, but not anymore.
2: Well, even if it's bad weather, if it's snowing, it's a heated surface right. so they can keep it melted and keep going if it's, you know, 30 degrees and snowing. So, uh, again, uh, grateful for uh, everyone that pitched in to be able to make this happen for this, this field. It's an incredible facility. And, um, you know, the, the Cougars played really well this weekend. Again, still trying to find some answers at certain positions and certain people in the bullpen, and even their second-day starter. Um, those things will emerge and continue to happen over the next couple of weeks. But these midweek games are really important to see what guys can step up and be another guy that they can count on throughout the season.
1: Well, Cameron, great having you with us. We're going to be with you again uh, hopefully next Saturday with the LMU. So great to have you here. And and uh, Cougars win 6-4. We're going to send it back for timeout be back with Brock Hale as our player of the game. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him.
0: Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU Baseball Post Game Show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Okay, Brock Hale joins
1: us here. Uh, Brock, uh, great job. Uh, went two for two today. The long home run in the second inning to get things going for the Cougars. And they walked you a couple times before doubling your last time up. And uh, it's always good to sweep. Uh, you know, uh, doesn't matter who, where, whatever, and it's a tough thing to do. Is you you've been playing a little baseball a long time, home or away, it doesn't matter, and and uh, so it's a good sweep, a little frustrating. This game, uh, as I, I'm sure you kind of felt in the dugout.
4: Yeah, I mean, we had some big opportunities to score a lot more, you know, to kind of blow it open, and we kind of let them stay in it for a little bit. Um, so obviously those are some things we can work on, but obviously coming from Auburn, getting swept there, and then to win three straight here is obviously a confidence booster for us. So it was good to come in here. Uh, play his team, get three straight, and then uh, get us prepared for, uh, you know, LMU.
1: Tell us a little about your year. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, we picked you up in Hawaii doing the games and a little frustrating there with uh, a lot of fly ball outs that would have been out of this ballpark. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could see your frustration on the field. and But, boy, you really turned things around at Auburn, really started swinging it and carried it on to, to here. You, you've you got to be feeling really comfortable with the play right now.
4: Yeah, I think uh, – at Hawaii, obviously, like you talked about, it was frustrating for me because you know I hit a lot of balls hard. Probably caught. have nine
1: home runs right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you played them all here. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love
4: to see what it would have been if we were yeah. here. But, but yeah, like you said, it was frustrating. But coming back, um, just kind of being patient, you know, just trying to stay loose, not trying to do too much, has really helped me to you know use the whole part of the field. Um, so it's been it's been feeling good, feeling comfortable, and yeah, right back on track.
1: Talk to us a little about this team. Uh, you're one of the leaders of this team. Been around for a couple of years with us, and and uh, kind of getting things turned around right now. Eight and six. A lot of new guys on the team. A lot of new pitchers. Uh, you got to feel pretty good about the, the the trend and and how everything's moving.
4: Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of leaders. A lot of older guys on the team, especially guys coming back from when we made the regional last year. So, I think one of the biggest things for us is just staying confident. I mean, we're you know no matter what, whether we're down, whether we're up, we know. Whatever game we're in, we can win it. Um, also, just like staying together as a team, you know, kind of staying as a brotherhood. I think those are the two biggest things for us um, And going forward against, you know, conference play. And now we're going to face better teams than we saw this weekend. So uh, I think it's just about staying confident and using this momentum going forward.
1: No question uh, the early part of the schedule was tough with Auburn, uh, CSUN over in Honolulu. Uh, but now conference, boy, I'll tell you first three weeks boom 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 i mean it's uh, all the cards are on the table right now and unfortunately you've got two of those three at home with lmu and, and gonzaga who are always right at the top of the conference
4: yeah they're gonna be good teams i mean um they're gonna have good pitching good hitters um they're gonna just play the game the right way and so it's it's up to us honestly to you know just do what we do basically put a lot of pressure on teams with their hitting and and really just you know play a solid game all around whether it's defensively pitching and I think we do that. I mean, we're going to give ourselves a good chance to win.
1: You know, I look at the top of that Cougar lineup with you and Anderson and Sneeman and Kringlin, all all conference performers, and it's pretty formidable. And all swinging the bat pretty well right now. Brennan had a great series, as did Snee, as did you, and and Keaton seems to be getting a little more confidence. And it seemed that with me with Keaton sometimes, he, especially at Auburn, pressing a little bit, trying to do too much instead of he was always so good about letting the game come to him, you know come to him or picking the right pitch. But uh, but, uh, you know, things look really good for the Cougars. What do you think the strengths of this team are? I guess it's that top of that lineup.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, yeah, we have the top of the lineup that we have a lot of expectations for. But, honestly, I think you look at someone like Brian Sue, you know, who's come in. He went four for five last night. He's getting RBIs, hitting doubles. He's really coming through for us. And that's, you know, guys at the bottom half of the lineup. So I think one through nine, we're a great hitting team. And we can really rely on anyone. Uh, in any kind of situation to, to come through for us. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, me or, or Brennan or Keed or Schnee to, to get a big hit. Like, we can really just rely on anyone in any situation to do that. So that takes a little bit of pressure off, you know, the front five, front four hitters.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you've now you hit your fifth home run today, and you and uh, Favero right there uh, in the lead with RBIs, and it seems like Nate hasn't had quite the average. But, boy, it seems like when guys are on base, he's come through big this year.
4: Yeah, I, I I think he's always just been like that. Um, I mean, you look at games last year against like San Diego, comes in with a you know base clean triple. He does it last night, and so honestly, when there's guys on base, I I just feel like Nate's always going to get a hit, and because it seems like he does that every time. So that's just how Nate is. He's a clutch player, no matter how he's playing. If he's had you know three batted bats, all it takes is you know a couple guys on base, and you just feel like he's going to get a double or a triple or whatever it is.
1: Well, Brock, uh, I know you, you know your knee injury last year kind of derailed you a little bit, still ended up just a touch under 400, had a tremendous year. Is that thing totally healed now? Do you, you feel yeah, totally yeah. 100% confident?
4: Yeah, I feel 100%, honestly. I, I, my body feels good. I feel like I'm, I'm running you know, fine out there. You look good. Yeah, it feels good. (laughs) Looks good, feels good. So that's all that matters.
1: All right, well, Brock, hey, uh, congratulations on a great start to the year and uh, look forward to carrying it on throughout the rest of the year. Good job. All right, thank you. You betcha, Brock Hale, our player of the game. uh, We're going to send it back for a 90-second break. be back with head coach Mike Littlewood right after this on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. Okay, back here, Larry Miller Field uh, with the uh, victorious coach uh, Mike Littlewood and coach. Uh, boy, a sweep's good anytime, anywhere. Nice thing. I know you're a little frustrated with the performance. It seemed like you could have kind of put them away a little early, uh, but just didn't do it. And they had a couple of clutch performances out of the bullpen that that uh, that kept the win right there. So congratulations on the sweep.
3: Well, thanks. Omaha battled today. They they really did. Um, I was impressed with the lineup. With their, they put 14 hits on the board. Um, you know, kind of hit our best guys. Zimmerman was, uh, wasn't was sharp, but, uh, you know, we've talked about he's gutty, you know, he, loads yeah. of bases, and and I wanted him to work out of that a little bit, just just to see what he's made of, and, and I was really happy when he got out of the bases loaded, uh, but he wasn't sharp. Um, Kenny wasn't really sharp, but he's moving him back there, helped us win a game, so see you Um, You know, I just, we had a team meeting real quick, that's why I'm up here late, and I apologize, but just talking about it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like we're going to go out and just we have the confidence to, to get things done. And we talked about just having fun and, and uh, taking the pressure off ourselves. And this is college baseball. The pressure should be on me because it's it's my job. <laughs> They're not going to get fired. You know, they may not play. And uh, I, I think we had a good conversation just now.
1: Well, you didn't score in the last five innings, which yeah. is amazing. And you had some opportunities. And you had some opportunities in the first four yeah. to really kind of blow the thing open. And uh, uh, fortunately, I mean, you're you're – uh, your relievers gave up some hits and some walks, but, like you said uh you know Zimmerman was able to come back well, as was uh Sudrath there after he struggled a little bit yeah
3: well, they bent but didn 't break i mean yeah. that was kind of it and it was nice to see Suds that he 's going to be able to come in he's got a he 's got a really nasty slider, and you know really the first the first guy that um, gets it, i think it was Siponchik or whatever his name is he the three hitter the the first guy that he faced. He hits a tailor-made ground ball to second base, but we were pinching the middle because he'd get like 17 hits off us right up the middle. So we went with the percentages and and got burned a little bit on that, but that was just a tailor-made. Otherwise, he's one pitch out of that inning. Uh, I just – you know, for me, it's just once we get rolling and everybody in the lineup kind of just starts – having a little bit better approach, Um, we'll be fine. I I mean, I like our team, don't get me wrong, but something just doesn't – something feels off just a little bit right now.
1: Well, going into the series looking for a starter, looking for a center fielder, looking for DH, you know, I mean, solidification, you probably still don't have that at this point. But uh, Perns stepped in, got a couple of hits for you today, looked good, looked good in center field as we've always seen him out there. And, uh, you know, when you look at your your guys that you're looking at as far as a starter, uh, signs came in, looked good at times. Zimmerman, like you said, he struggled with his command a little bit, but uh, you, uh, uh, in a way, who looked so good last night. I mean, you've got lots of guys yeah. you can look at.
3: Well, and you know, maybe we'll have to do it unconventional and, and uh, throw Blake out there for for four innings, see how long he go, and then just tandem tandem game two for us. It's not. I mean, it's it's really not brain surgery. It's simply just putting guys out there who are going to throw strikes and compete for you. and We've got guys who will do that. Uh, what we don't have is a second starter that's going to go, um, you know, seven innings every single time out, and that's a little bit concerning. And the other thing that's concerning is, is getting rog, um, Hayden Rogers back on no. track. He, he wasn't sharp. He left the ball up in the zone. His changeup uh, wasn't spectacular, and so there's things to work out there too. But um, hopefully he'll he'll just settle in eventually and get it done. I
1: like, the, like we talked about, a little frustrating, but a sweep's a sweep against anybody. And Omaha, I'm impressed. I mean, these kids uh, – they executed they played great defense i thought they can uh, run a little bit yeah. yeah they they can really run that uh, the throw home to get kringlin a bang bang play was he uh, out? you know it looked like he was out yeah. he got him kind of on the swipe tag and and keaton was on the inside of the base and it looked like from to me that he did get him but uh, but what a great uh, throw there and a great execution of a yeah. defensive play. So, you know, just one of those things. Uh, but you held on, got the win. And, and now three games next week, UVU and LMU, it uh, uh, should be an exciting week for Cougar baseball. Yeah,
3: these next couple of weeks are going to be huge. We'd, we'd love to have the similar – 1,800 here today. Uh, love to fill this place with 2,200 and with the extra bleachers out there. Just an incredible setting. If, you, if you're thinking about coming out, man, give it a shot. This is, I, think, I think we're an exciting team. We have a lot to offer, and it should be a fun night uh, with your family if you decide to come out.
1: Okay, well, Coach A, congratulations on the win, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Brent. You betcha, Coach. Uh, Mike Littlewood is the Cougars sweep uh, Omaha here. They give the win to Drew Zimmerman. He goes to 1-1 one and one on the year. Uh, lost to Pennington, he drops to 2-2, two and two, and Sudreth picks up his third save of the year. We'd like to thank Cameron Coughlin for his great work on the color commentary. Um, Cougar baseball will be back on the air on Tuesday night. I will not be here for doing that game. Uh, We're still determining who will be doing that game. I'll be out of town, but uh, we'll rejoin you next Thursday as the Lions of LMU come into Provo with that. We'll say uh, so long from Larry Miller Field here in Provo, Utah.